like like vibrating your lips. It like warms up. Here. And going up and down, sirening up and down like that. No, it was some it was some weird sound. It was like some weird esoteric <laughs> sound. It was like it wasn't a, it wasn't a, it wasn't a, it wasn't that like that's like a cartoon elephant. Shut up! The podcast is starting. I can't believe we recorded that. <laughs> the best cold open ever. Uh, hello, everyone, and hello. welcome to another episode of Celluloid Breakdown. Yeah, I'm Joey Bonnier. Next sure, to me is Sean Falk. Across from him, we have Derek Laporte, and sure. next to him, we have Tim Snow. It's me. So yeah, uh, we are d- doing another movie this week, <laughs> <laughs> guys. Nice. Uh, we are doing. Uh, oh, what the fuck do we do? Some like it hot. Some, Some like, like it, it yeah. hot with. Directed by Billy Wilder. Yes. Starring Marilyn Monroe, Jack Lemmon, Tony Tony Curtis. Curtis. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it was uh, a movie. Some other people. Why does she get top billing? She's not in until like 20 minutes in. She's in the middle of every picture. (laughs) She is. (laughs) Yeah. For good reason. When she leaves, when she's out of the picture for a while, you're like, when she's coming, when's she going to come back? When's she going to find out about this? I think she's, you know, she's, she's a star. The titular role. She's the draw. Uh, so we're going to do this a little bit differently than we usually do. We're going to go right into our first impressions and I'm going to ask Derek, uh-huh. what did you think of this movie? What's your first impression? Um, I think it's, it's light and, uh, humorous, even though some heavy stuff kind of happens in it actually, you know, with the gangster stuff, uh, lots to death, but I think that it ends on like the perfect joke. So, uh, naturally right after watching it. You know, you're going to be like, aha. And on know. a great note. Yeah, exactly. Timmer. I, I liked it very much. I thought it was bold for its time. Because uh, this was, what year was this? 59. 59. Yeah. So, you know, it, it really kind of had a, a kind of a, a fluid narrative when it came to like the, the wants of the, the characters. And it kind of, you know, it was just, it was interesting. It was racy. It was fun. And, uh, you kind of don't like, or at least I wouldn't expect that out of like a studio picture in like 1959. It kind of reminded me of like the birdcage and that was, you know, seen as controversial in 1990, whatever, when it was made, you know? Yeah, I agree. But, uh, I thought it was, I thought it was terribly clever and, uh, Marilyn Monroe's great. <laughs> yep. John, what'd you think? about that? Um, this was your pick. Yeah, it was my pick. It was uh, really, really enjoyable. Um, had much more fun than I assumed it would be. Um, the it's funny uh, that you bring up the like '90s movies. That it does feel much more like ahead of its time. Uh, I still don't know that it would quite fly in theaters today, um, but I think that you know it does seem more modern than what it actually was. Um, I do think that. Um, we watched the uh, the making of afterwards, and honestly, the the ending was not as intentionally woke as I assumed it was. Um, that was kind of more of a fluke, but um, I still give the movie credit for achieving that. Yeah, um, I kind of agree with well, all of you. Yeah, I, I just oh. look, I'll, quickly, I'll give mine. I don't really have a Joey, lot. Joey, what did add. you what, what did you think? 
<laughs> Thank you. Yeah, what did you think? Uh, I, I agree with all of you. I think it was pretty funny for, and, I, and definitely ahead of its time. You said it was in the 90s. I thought that's really well placed. It's like what, 30, 40 years ahead of its time, but not quite 2019 approved. Yeah, it's no boat trip. <laughs> um, yeah. I haven't seen Boat Trip, no one unfortunately. It's the greatest. You were, it is? <laughs> you were going to say something else, were you? <laughs> okay. Joey? <laughs> I guess not. Anyway, so I think it was good. I think the performances are all really great. Um, it's kind of got like that, I was going to compare it to Tootsie a little bit. Yep. Um, yeah. Jack Lemon puts in a really master performance. Uh, he's really great. So he's kind of charming to me. Uh, they're all really great. There's a lot of good performances. So um, I don't know. I, I, it's much more charming than you think it would be. You think it would be a little bit more like, you know, negative and cynical, but it's, I don't know. It's, it's, it's a little bit, even it does deal with some pretty harsh stuff, but uh, yeah, they're fine. Yeah, it's set in an interesting time period. Yeah. 29. Yeah. Chicago. Chicago. It introduces it. Prohibition. Yeah. And you guys love that introduction. You know, it was the a great introduction. That it, was a, it wasn't quite a cold open. Was it a cold open? There? I mean, they didn't tell you it was prohibition times until after the liquor started leaking out of the casket, you know? And yeah. then they reveal, and then it says prohibition times. And you're like, ah, okay, they're running rum, rum runners, or yeah. whatever the heck. It was yeah. whiskey. Yeah, whatever. It was a coffin full of whiskey in a hearse. Doesn't matter. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> I think. Slicker. I, yeah, I, I thought it was classy. Is is just an introduction to the time without you know taking too much dialogue, no expositional dialogue, expository. Sorry, but I, I thought it was yeah, really good, classy yeah. opening. The MGM Studios Chicago streets were <laughs> great. They actually did look really good. They yeah. really did. Yeah, it seemed like a Chicago winter. Yeah. Yeah. They, Which was, it was appalling. Almost. Yeah. I, yeah. What was the appalling. Wa Wabash, Wabash Avenue? Wabash. Wabash. Sorry, and it was me. Wabash and Clark, which is so funny because I know that exact, I know that cross street. I think it's one of them is Wrigley Field. And I know that because of Blues Brothers. I no, think. that's not a thing. That's not where that is. <laughs> that's not what that is. That's Movies not where, sometimes. That's not where <laughs> that is. That. It's not where that is. No. I mean, the only thing they could have had, they should have had pan pizza. They didn't have, I didn't see no pan there's a, pizza. There's a Lou Malnati's near uh, Clark and Wabash. Yeah, well, there should have been some pan pizza in there. Well, there is also the yeah. whole mention of the uh, the one secretary that he walks in on. She she made him a pizza and everything, and he didn't show up. A whole yeah. pizza. Yeah. A whole pizza. Uh, should have yeah. specified pan pizza. A whole pan pizza. <laughs> it's in Chicago. That's assumed. It's assumed. Well, it's but, assumed. But, but, that's but, what pizza is. Yeah, but then you, then you really sell it to me. It's Whatever. It's okay. All right. Let's get back to anywhere. Let's get back to business, gentlemen. Br brass tacks here. Let's brass talk about tax, let's talk guys. about this the story. Because we start in Chicago. And I think it's it's really two different huge settings here. We start in Chicago, we go to Miami, Florida. If <laughs> that wasn't clear, not Miami, Ohio. And if you were curious. There's several Miamis. Yeah. You're right. Anyways, in Chicago, um, we start with our two actually, do we go right into the I'm sorry. Sammy's looking at me like I'm wrong here. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm listening with great intent. Well, as soon as we follow these rum runners, they go right into the speakeasy. Well, it's, yes, the funeral home. The it's funeral the, home. Uh, yes. Um, uh, is it mozzarella? No, mozzarella. Mozzarella. Uh, mozzarella's funeral Mastacholi home. is pretty <laughs> yeah, excellent. <laughs> Same difference. Um, mozzarella's funeral parlor. Yeah, for so grandma's funeral. The We find out that there is a speakeasy through the back, yes. which is uh, a very bump in place. Yes. Um, and then we, are we immediately taken back to the police? That, that one kind of cop yeah, we who follows them? Yeah, we cut right yeah. back out to the cops. Right. And there's this one. planning a raid. 
Right, exactly. And there's this in one who's going expository in expository fashion, undercover for some reason before the raid for some reason. Yeah, well, I mean, he go, yeah, he goes in to get a drink, which is such a dick move. Yes, yeah, smokes his cigar because yeah. he knows he's not going to have to pay. Yeah, what was he doing with his badge? He took out his badge. He, he was poking a hole in his cigar. Yeah, okay. but uh, oh, okay. Was he trying to show his badge? I think he I think was, he's just being a doofus. Um, yeah, I, he's kind of being a doofus. I think. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, I couldn't tell if it was like just throwing out just how corrupt Chicago is and like a cop pulling out their badge in the middle of a speakeasy isn't even a thing mm -hmm. or if it's like that he is just oblivious to what he's doing or if he was trying to signal because he did kind of signal the waiter that like, uh, you know, bring the bring the check. I don't think things are going to be yeah. uh, around here long or something like that. Yeah. Well, either way, it gives us enough time to be introduced to our two main characters, uh, Jack Lemon and Tony Curtis, the two uh, the band members here, the one sax player, one bass player. Bass. 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 Large mouth. Mm -hmm. Mama. He played it well. I mean, he played it okay. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, sometimes he f spun it around for, for comedic fashion and played no strings on it. Yeah. One time. Happened one time. But still counts. All right. Well, apart from Jack Lemmon's one mistake, uh, <laughs> let's continue from there. So the raid happens and, uh, and they basically are, they're upset cause they're, you know, they need money. They lose their jobs. Right, Sean? Help me out here, police guy. <laughs> no, well, they help, they need their jobs. So then they have to go to the agency, yes. the band. Yeah. So where they, all musicians are in one floor, apparently. Well, it, it seems like, yeah, I mean, that's kind of a thing. There's, you know, guess, you got your, your districts and whatnot yeah. and, you know, uh, but yeah, I mean. Record it, labels were a lot like fire stations back then. Yeah. We need a musician, stat. And someone like yeah. flies down. <laughs> <laughs> I play sax. Well, I mean, we need a bass. Yeah. Yeah. Cause like all music was live. So if you wanted to hear <laughs> music, know. you had to hire a fucking band. And so you needed people to manage all those fucking people. And that's where, you know, music unions come in and shit. They don't huh? really exist anymore, but uh -huh. that used to be a thing. But yeah. So I assume this was like the union hall or like, you know, the place yeah. where, you know, all these guys yeah. were congregated. So they literally just walked down door to door and just peek their head in. Hey, you got anything? Hey, you got anything? Then we come to one room where it is the the one that the uh, pizza lady that uh, right. he stood up for the date. And, uh, Tony she, Curtis. Uh, yeah, Tony Curtis stood her up for a, a pizza date apparently. So uh, to get back at him, she tells him that there is a gig available in Florida, uh, all expenses paid and whatnot. So she sends him back to the big wig and he's like, hey, we got this gig. And he's like, uh, no, you got to be a woman. So, you know, after some back and forths, they decide that uh, they are going to uh, go back out and try and take another gig in, uh, where was it? Um, like a uh, hundred uh, miles Urba away. Urbana? Urbana. Yeah, Urbana. 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 Yeah. Yeah. I wish we all these now. Illinois places wrong. <laughs> yeah, it's just a little town, southern Illinois. Yeah, so as they're going to pick up the car, they are in the uh, garage, and in uh, when they're picking up the car in the garage, uh, apparently this garage is where some gangsters hang out, and another band of gangsters come in and uh, basically assassinate Gasp. everyone. It in the toothpick guy. Valentine's Day Massacre. What's the what's the name? Charlie yeah. the Toothpick? Or <clears throat> is it supposed to be the Valentine's Charlie. Day Massacre? Uh, well, it's set in the time it's certainly of, reminiscent, it's, yes. but there's a lot of those that happened around them. They allude to it. They allude to it. They do allude to it. Yes. But the Valentine's Day Massacre was outside of a movie theater and of like, you know, it's a like, very specific thing. Well, it's a fiction. 
Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's, it's a, like, you know, it's a yeah, fiction. Take a leap. Okay. I mean, happen in the same year. Either way, our heroes <laughs> see this murder Actually, happen. Hang on. Yes. No, it's <laughs> the exact same thing. It's kind of the exact same thing. Seven yeah. members die. Yeah. So it's the same number. It's the it's only the same time year. seven people got killed. I mean, <laughs> in, in Chicago? Like, I, I mean, know. it's just, too much co- coincidence yeah. for it not to be. It's collusion. Was Al Capone known for wearing spats? I think I think he was a dandy, but most of those guys were. I mean, yeah, they were pretty. Uh, the well, they were all confused, but they were all kind of like known for something. You know what I mean? It's so it's just yeah. Capone oh, was. Scarlet. They were murdered yeah. in a garage, yeah. also. By the way, oh, it was it a garage. Was a garage. All right, well, yeah. then I'm fucked. Yeah, yeah, you completely <laughs> wrong. Your argument just got bit yeah. to pieces. No, it's yeah. gone. I suck at history. You're the yep. history guy. You're supposed to know this shit. I Fuck don't you. know. I don't know. Well, <clears throat> our heroes see this fucking Valentine's Day massacre happen. Saint <laughs> Valentine's Day <laughs> Jesus massacre. Christ. We're never going to move past this. No. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so they're they're hiding behind some cars and they get caught and the uh, the gangsters notice them and then they run and then chase ensues and they say, hey, let's dress up like women and run down to Florida and hide. And uh, yeah. So. Let me say one thing about that scene in the garage. Mm-hmm. Um, if people have anxiety like me, they will have, feel the same way. When the gasoline uh, nozzle comes out <laughs> yeah, of totally. the, oh, yeah. the car, yeah, I was waiting for the explosion. It there. goes on the ground yeah. and it just leaks and leaks and it keeps going. And like their whole scene is and leaking. It and it never thinking, resolves. Oh my God, no, please. It's yep. going to blow up. It never mm. resolves. <laughs> they run away. There's gunfire. Yeah. Oh, he the, shoots. He shoots his base. Oh, you're saying the gas thing yeah. never resolves? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's. I, was, I think that was just supposed to be like more of a moment than a setup. But yeah. yeah. But so they're running away. They're desperate to get out of town. They need money. They decide to go undercover as ladies, and they just nail the audition. There wasn't an audition. Was no, yeah, they just showed up at the train station. Yeah. Well, but I inferred that. You oh. can make up whatever movie you want infer- in your head, but <laughs> okay. don't you just kind of infer that they would like they had just, an audition? No, so they just call on the phone and just say, "Yeah, that's hey, it." We're, no, we're because because there was that whole scene yeah. about like calling everyone in town and no oh, one could yeah, fucking yeah, tell. Nobody, so, yeah, like, yeah, anyone shows up at the train station, whatever. So we're leaving. Way, okay, you guys are hired. They get the job. They get the job. I inferred too much. Yeah, yeah, you did. Yeah, like you inferred slavery was good. Fuck. Oh God! Uh, <laughs> I didn't actually do that. I never did that. Um, <laughs> woman and the dudes, look it up. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Say woman, woman in the dudes. Can dune. someone just yeah? Woman you know what? Sean has Set taken the wind out of my sails yet again. No, so they I forgot they, that part. Of all that right, episode. so they land the gig. They get on the train. <laughs> I must have missed that. And they're they're taken aback by this shocking beauty, and it's Marilyn Monroe. And it's fantastic. Yeah, she has like this old timey porno <laughs> soundtrack to her. It's the, uh, great. The plunger over the trumpet. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Charlie Brown's mom. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's, it's it's great. And so they assimilate into it, and it's kind of uh, it's funny. Funny. It's funny. It's funny. Yeah. You don't sound convinced. Yeah. Well, 
No, it's just, you know, I'm trying to think of what happens and it's just like, I don't know, hijinks ensue. Hi- well, they get on the train yeah. and yeah. you're right, so, hijinks ensue. So the, the, the hijinks whole... ensue. They both have the hots for Marilyn Monroe. Right, right, but you're missing the whole subplot of the prohibition and the drinking and the getting Fair. kicked off the yes. train and whatnot. So apparently Marilyn is just a fucking drunk and just constantly drinking. All right, and, easy uh, on Marilyn, <laughs> please. <laughs> she's got a tough... Okay, let me just say one thing in her defense. One, she's probably getting paid the same fucking salary as these rest of these girls and she's the star. She's doing everything. She's doing everything. This it is be like named a, after her. This is like Ariana Grande she getting the same salary as she plays the uke. She oh <laughs> fuck. She dances and sings. That she's is the, the star of the that show. But tambourine of guitar. Exactly, Derek. She's getting the butts in the seats. No way, that conductor lady is what it's all about. Yeah, the la- conductor yeah. lady comes yeah, out and you're sweet like, Sue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, can't believe sweet this. Sue. If Marilyn sweet wants Sue. a yeah. fucking drink, let her have a goddamn drink, Sean. It's prohibition, man. I'm not being a fucking <laughs> <Right>. party pooper <laughs> here. No, you are. Let her drink, Sean. Oh, so let she's trying to hide choice. her liquor from Sweet Sue, and Sweet Sue is this kind of mother superior character, and they've got this, uh, it's kind of a regular trope for the era. You know the the uh, kind of bumbling fool following the the yeah. star Mr. McGee. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Beanstalk. <laughs> Every time she calls yeah, for yeah. him, she's a Beanstalk. Oh yeah, it's great. That has to be um, a line. They're doing it. Yeah, I, mean, he's, he did it twice, I would love for that to be a button, please. Uh, <laughs> you can't make your own buttons. Yeah, no. Uh, we could make that a mug. <laughs> Probably like trademark infringement. Oh my gosh! No, we can't. No, we could absolutely fair use. We have to use it more, but we can do it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll just yeah, I'll just keep peppering it in. Sure, anything can be a mug. I'll pepper it in fifty nine more times if I have to. Challenge you to do that. Yeah, let's do that. One for every floor. Sean's the only one that got it. Over your head, you sons of bitches. Uh, yeah. So either way, either way, either way. Hijinks ensue. It happens to be prohibition. They're trying to hide. You know, she's trying to. Uh, but unfortunately, during a uh, a practice, her crotch whiskey falls out. <laughs> and, As one does. Yeah, it's yeah. a flask. Well, she's got, her yeah, so she's, like, you so she's got a flask up in her meat pocket. And, you know. <laughs> No, it's up in a garter and it slips out and falls on the floor and it looks like she's going to get, oh no, kicked out of the band. But uh, I think it's Jack Jack Lemon Lemon, uh, takes the fall for her and uh, she's saved and she owes him one and they happen to have- Friend zoned. Yeah. Well, well. so you'd think. (laughs) So you'd think. Uh, She visits in the middle of the night- uh, uh, Marilyn Monroe does to Jack Lemon to Jack Lemon in his bunk Mm. where he's supposed to just lay there and be asleep. He got his ladder taken away and everything (laughs) Yep, because Jack Lemon is a horn dog. Uh, But Marilyn Monroe crawls into his bed and it's not his fault. And somehow it becomes a party Mm -hmm. and all the girls in the whole train car. Pile into his one sense. bunk. I don't get this. I'm sorry. No. Why does this make sense? They all hear that there's something going on. Well, the it's part like they that, do it all the time. The part yeah. that makes the least amount of sense is the two chaperones are in the front bunks yes. in the beginning of this that train. That is the thing. Is They're so loud. Beanstalk. <laughs> they all get out Poor of bed. Beanstalk is just, he's just in the front bunk. Beanstalk and either has to have earplugs in. That's no, the only possible he explanation. Is, no. I know exactly what he was doing. What's that? <laughs> what? What's that? He was 
He was jacking What's the beanstalk. What's beanstalk yeah. doing? He was jacking the beanstalk. <laughs> he was, well, yeah. That's actually really oh, good. That's, fuck, you that's can't beat that. Oh, that's you amazing. have ever told. Oh, ever. Oh, ever. It's number one. That's unfortunate. Number one in the beanstalk. Wow. Oh. Yeah. It didn't get the response it deserved. I mean, it's sure. right, but it got that's got to be yeah. intentional. Yeah, from no, Wilder. I was busy trying to think yeah. of something. I was going to say cranking the hog, but mm. no. No, not even close. Jack and the Beanstalk. Yeah. Wow. Yes. Yeah. We can take yeah. a second yeah. to propose. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. well deserved. Wow, yeah. Yes. And so we arrive <laughs> in Florida. We, Florida. <laughs> we arrive in Florida. Yeah, somehow. Actually, Sandy it looks but, a yeah. lot like Coronado Beach. Yeah, yeah. It, does. Yeah. it does. But uh, no, so all these ladies walk up to the hotel at which they'll be performing for the next three weeks. And who are they greeted by? And they're greeted by William H. Gacy. <laughs> <laughs> So true. <laughs> he used it. Okay, I don't want to get uh, what fucking it's, ever. It's, it's, it's Joe E something. What's his name? I forget. Brown. I think. Joey Brown. So, yeah. jo, but it's Joe E Brown. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but he is a terribly perverted old man in a corn cob hat. What do you call that thing? I, I don't know. Actually. Is that derby hat? That, I think that's a Panama hat. No, Panama. No, no, no it's no, that no, old timey no, like no. press hat. Like According if, to Red Dead Redemption, mm, that oh, is not a Panama okay. hat. Um, but, uh, whatever. It's, yeah. it's, he's he's got a hat. He's got a hat. But it's not, it's like that he made specific, specific old timey rich guy hat. Yeah. And it deserves this much airtime. Sure. sure. Yeah. <laughs> the man in the no, hat but either has way, a strange either way, attraction so to our heroes. A sniff to, uh, he catches a sniff of Jack Lemon and yeah. he is he carries her bags. enamored. So yeah. he grabs her bags and he carries them to the elevator. And they get in the elevator, and he tries to do tr- trigger warning. <laughs> yeah, he tries to do a rape. Well, he, it's more yeah, sexual he, assault. No, at that point. Her, he's he's just he's very yeah. He pinches another her, guy in the elevator. He pinches yeah. her ass. He's well, he tells all him over to turn around and yeah. Like, he tells yeah. He tells, the, yeah no, he tells the guy to turn around, and then the door is closed, and we don't know what happens. Yeah, and he runs out, and it's uh, understood yeah, that he pinched her ass. Both, yeah. Yeah. Um, but, uh, it's, a it's terribly, yeah, it's, it's really, it doesn't age well. Um, uh, and after that, uh, uh, what, uh, what did, ha- what did happen? <laughs> and then off the sort thing. of, <laughs> yeah. and then, uh, stuff happens and that's the end of the movie. Yeah. No. no. Okay. So, um, and then basically he, they, they decide to go to the beach, I think. Right. Is that is that the point where they go is to the beach? Is that directly afterwards? Uh, For the most part, I mean, yeah. there's not really much. Yeah. I you mean, know, they, they settle in. Jinxin Sue. One, th- one thing that we do notice is that um, he has stolen the bag of uh, Mr. Magoo. He has his glasses. Right. He has his. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. No, we we did. I don't think we see that it's stolen at first. Well, I think we see we him just hide start... a bag under the bed, and then oh. it's revealed that he has the... implied, whoever's yeah. missing. Yeah. Yeah. They announce it kind of. So Beanstalk is missing his clothes and his glasses. Yeah. And, and he then, can't do anything without those. Yeah, no. He's, yeah, he's blind as a he's fucking bat without his glasses. Stuck. <laughs> Poor Beanstalk. So well, he's jacking it. Yeah, he's just yeah. jacking his yeah. I'm sorry, I can't use it again, guys. That was it's great, it's great. No. So Marilyn's trying to convince them to go out to the beach, and uh, mm-hmm. is it Jack Lemon that could, decides to go with her? But yes, uh, and Walter Matthau yes. stays behind they, in the tub. They don't Excuse have yourself. bathing suits, so they go rent them because that's a thing. Yeah, right. Um, but so they go that's rent bathing possible. suits, mm-hmm. and uh, Tony Curtis stays behind to take a bath. Yeah, yeah. Mm. But does he? No. 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 What does no. he do, Tim? No, no. <laughs> he produces 
glasses and <laughs> a suitcase. Mm-hmm. And he puts on Beanstalk's clothes and he goes out and he pretends to be a British dandy. And <laughs> well, his, not quite British. His, well, who fucking knows? Transatlantic. Yeah. Transit, he, he presents to be a transatlantic dandy. <laughs> and uh, uh, Shell Jr. Great band name. <laughs> yeah, that is a great band. The Transatlantic Dandies. Yeah, wearing his little captain's hat too. He's yes. got like the little captain's mm-hmm. hat. Captain's hat, absolutely. And he's got this Dennis Reynolds level accent. That's just <laughs> great. It's amazingly terrible. Surely. Stop it, Surely. <laughs> it's great. It's great. Uh, okay. It's real niche market. That yeah, was, yeah, that's yeah. a joke for three people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, two. <laughs> he might get it. No. Okay, nah, fine. Move nah. on. Um, so, they're so they're the on the beach and he's, they're on the beach. Beach. he's a millionaire. He tells Marilyn Monroe that he's got a well, yacht. First he All trips her. Well, earlier. No. <laughs> early, yes. First he trips True. her. There's yeah. a lot that happens. You know, but yeah. yeah. He trips which, her, which is yeah. kind of, you know, she, you know. she falls and yeah. She falls I mean, it's for him. Sand, she falls for him. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, uh, earlier in the film, she had expressed to Josephine um, which is his female alter ego, a bunch of different stuff that she wanted to get out of this Florida trip. Namely, yeah. she wanted to meet a millionaire With that glasses. had a yacht and, and, and wore glasses and so on and so forth. So he's this millionaire with glasses, says that he has a yacht and all this wild stuff, and he's just wildly lying to her. And the whole time you're starting to think like, oh, he's a sociopath. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> in, in his defense, There's she's no- not... End game there, well, dude. Well, no, no. In in his defense, though, she's lying her ass off too. Yes, yeah, so she's <laughs> pretending just as yeah. much as he is. Like, she's fair. exaggerating <laughs> her resume. Oh, wow. whoa! She fuck has studios. Level. Yeah, wow. <laughs> she was exaggerating her resume. He was outright lying. I think. Yeah. 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 No, he was straight up like, yeah, he yeah. was gaslighting her. <laughs> her. Well, no, that's not. He's no, he mm. is an Does imposter. Does anybody use that term she, correctly? Well, no. she, she no, that, also, he was not gaslighting her in that she situation. She did also <laughs> lie that she used the place that they claim to be from, that oh, conservatory. Oh, yeah, the conservatory. She, yeah. Boy, she, she, was, was, yeah. she was talking herself up some. Yeah. She sure. lied. Yeah. Uh, she okay, lied. She, yeah. yeah, but about silly things. That wasn't a big yeah. deal. Yeah. Like, <laughs> he was, he, he, he was I don't know. They were both presenting... Tinder versions of themselves. Like, no, I, I she is apples and oranges. oranges. You know, she's not lying about what she does he's for a living. Conning her. Yeah, he's conning yeah. her. Yeah. Mm, she's lying about her upbringing and like where she, you know. He's lying about his current state of affairs. Right. But she's also in it for the money. She literally said that she was looking for a rich dude with glasses because he would be easy to take take over. Or like, wouldn't, or not. Uh, I did not infer this at all. I think you're projecting. No, there. I can't remember the word she uh, used, she but there was that much. comment about the guys with glasses oh, that, that are like, the, yeah, the third, or like. Oh, I just kind of figured that she was looking for like a soft and sweet guy. She was too. She or was I guess she was yeah, kind of looking for an easy. She's gold digging for a yeah, nice, gold soft, for sweet, harmless yeah. man yeah. with yeah. glasses and likes the Wall Street Journal. Right. Fair, fair. Yeah, so they're both yeah. lying each so other. So he presents this fantastic lie, and Jack places. Lemming comes over and sees, and and oh, he's just heated. And uh, they go back to the apartment. They have a very cute fight, I yeah. recall. I mean, in Lemon's defense, he was playing with her in the ocean, and that was a nice little scene beforehand. True, that wasn't a... Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Her right. titties were flopping around the surf. It was, you know. I mean, yeah. it was a scene. It was a choice. 
This whole film is is very uh, it's very yeah. racy. Well, the first time we see her, the this well, we see her first, and then we see the ass shot, and then we see the steam blown at her mm-hmm. ass yeah. and her yeah, scoot along. Yeah, it's comical. Like, yeah. It's comical. It's treated as a joke completely, and 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 fourth wall breaking. It, it's like saying, "Hey, we know you're looking at Marilyn's ass. Here's a big long shot of Marilyn's ass." I feel. Oh yeah, it absolutely. The, yes, in even that, the steam no, no, coming out in is that a moment. Joke. Yes, but there's so many moments in this movie where it is just like the shot is highlighting her ass as she's climbing out of the bunk in the train. Yeah. Like you know, they're like the yeah. I didn't think it did feel gratuitous. It didn't feel like as tongue in cheek as you're implying. I think the there's time. both. There's moment. There's yeah, both. Yeah. There's both. There's gratuitous moments and there's tongue in cheek moments. Some are more, some are less, yeah. basically. I the think. beach scene felt more gratuitous than tongue-in-cheek. Yes, fair enough. That's Absolutely. A, that's a uh, horny director uh, wardrobe decision. There's a lot of those. Yeah. And there's also, I noticed at the beginning, they said like Marilyn Monroe's costumes buy. So there's a certain yeah, person yeah. credit. So there, there must have been a lot of indecisions there. Like yeah. maybe business decisions too. Like, okay, Coco Chanel wants to put her thing on Marilyn Monroe here. We have to put it on her here. Well, oh, we, it doesn't fit her very well. Oh, her butt's poking out of the back. Oh, who cares? We'll put it on. You know what I mean? Yeah, there was yeah. a lot of that kind of stuff well, where we, we noticed did, the dresses didn't fit her and stuff. Yeah, we didn't watch it, but one of like the eight behind the scenes documentaries on the Criterion was just the wardrobe documentary. I can see that being a, a huge fucking deal. Like, yeah. Oh my God, Marilyn Monroe wore this in this movie. Exactly. We have to, it's the biggest yeah. advertisement you can have. Nope. Yeah, yeah. So go buy Ivanka's shoes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so as we are exiting the beach there, uh, fucking uh, Jack Lemon is all huffy that um, uh, Tony Curtis is uh, trying to con his woman away. So they are not necessarily his woman away, but I think just kind of, you know, foiling the gig in general, going to fuck things up. But he wants to out him, essentially. So he tries to hurry Marilyn back up to the uh, to the hotel room. Mm-hmm. And uh, we, you know. And we get up there and... We hear someone singing in the bathroom, yeah. and it is Tony Curtis in the mm-hmm. tub in the wig and makeup already. Yeah, and we're like, "How? How is this possible? How is this possible?" <laughs> and eventually, Marilyn Monroe leaves. And my favorite part of the movie, favorite part of the movie, he just deadpan stands up. <laughs> And he's soaking wet in his suit that he was wearing on the beach. And it's just fucking hilarious. And he walks over and I think he grabs a towel or something and starts drying off. It's just hilarious. Well, another little great piece of that shot is when they're panning over, you see the open window in the kind of flapping breeze. Oh, yeah. And and we see how exactly exactly it got done. Yeah. (laughs) But that, God, that scene of, just that shot of him standing up, just a a great performance. (laughs) So what happens next? They want to concoct a plan, basically, yes. to uh, trick Marilyn Monroe to having a yacht date with Tony Curtis, yes. and then sw- simultaneously switch with creepy William uh, H. I <laughs> Will- Will- do not want to say Casey. that nickname. No, I do not. Want to be, I don't. I don't condone Johnny don't Brown. Edgar E. Brown. <laughs> sure, whatever. whatever Joey, his name Brown. Is. Joey Brown. Joey Brown. Joey Let's Brown. Say, okay, and then he goes on a date with Jack Lemmon, and they go on a, a dance. It's the only weak plot point in the movie. Yeah, it is. is, is yes. Yeah. The convincing for, of yeah, Lemmon because it, it doesn't. It takes nothing to it's convince Jack U-turn. Lemmon to go on a date with this guy that like physically assaulted him in an elevator and yeah. has just been creeping on him hardcore. Yep. Um, but for some reason they go dancing Yeah, and uh, 
in so doing, there is a vacant yacht. And <laughs> Tony Curtis, as his right up in there. rich alter Backwards. ego, takes Marilyn Monroe out, and they have a lovely evening together. And they come back and like ships in the night at, at in the morning. I I don't know what they inferred well, I think there. you're glossing over yeah, kind of a lovely big plot evening. point let's in the lovely about that evening. evening. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's Hello, lots man. of kissing. Yeah, let's, 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 tell, let's pump the brakes for a little sociopathy. Yeah, because I forgot about that, to be perfectly honest. Uh, he starts hamming up this narrative on the boat. That Who's he? Tony Curtis. Tony, Tony, Tony Curtis, Curtis. Sorry. Of course. Starts. <clears throat> pardon me. Shell Oil. Yeah, Junior. Oh, Junior. Shell Oil Junior. <laughs> Let's see. Yeah. Another yeah. thing. Yeah. The writing in this movie is just fantastic. It I bet really the is. script is yeah. a masterclass. I'd love yeah. to read it. They call me the Monopoly Man. Um, but uh, yes, yeah, Shell Oil Junior confesses that he is unable to be wooed by women. At all, yeah. he's impervious to it. His heart as was broken. He's lost his love, his great love, and he's unfortunately been able, not been able to uh, be with women yeah. since. Yeah. Yeah. She can't even feel into anything. The Grand Canyon, and so he kind of bullies her into like trying to win. <laughs> he manipulates her yeah. into he bullying it's, him into yeah. the whole. It is, it is the most toxic scene yeah. ever. It's and unhealthy. So, it's yeah. unhealthy. So what we eventually get is him saying no, 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 while she like keeps laying kisses on him like a hoover fucking vacuum in, in lingerie <laughs> no less she was wearing lingerie for most of the film this was just like over the top with that uh but um so yeah yeah okay so he's yeah, saying no yeah but no, he's she, thinking yes but she is, is getting him yes. drunk so no and one is saying just let it happen. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's not heeding yeah. signs and he's deceiving her. <laughs> Who is worse? So real crapshoot there. Yeah. Without a safe but, word. <laughs> but 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 this continues on throughout the night and we assume nothing. Yeah, and uh, yeah, no. So then That's he rides life. the boat backwards. I didn't really get the gag there. Because uh, when they first got into the boat, he didn't know how to drive it. So the only gear he could oh, find so was reverse. It. Yeah, so he could only put yeah. it in reverse. I gotcha. I gotcha. Uh, and he reverses the little tugboat back to the dock, and they pass William H. Gacy on his way back <laughs> to the yacht in the morning. And drunk he is, a skunk. <laughs> is drunk as a skunk and looks very happy. Yeah. And it's like, Oh, because they're, they, they'd intercut the scenes of them both uh, violating each other in ways. Uh, well, I'd say the, I don't the, think the lemon dancing. thing was a lot more. No, 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 no. Yeah. no I'm, talk, I'm just talking. I still I don't know how the about boat turned around. Jack Lemon. Tim, what are you doing oh, with yeah. your hands there? The. <laughs> yeah. It's called docking. I guess so, yeah. <laughs> I was mashing my hands together to uh, signify you? that I was talking about Tony Curtis <laughs> and Marilyn Monroe. Hmm. Fascinating. Yes. So anyway, what about the cutting back and forth? But no, no, no. So they intercut the boat scene between those two uh, with the scene with Jack Lemon and William H. Gacy. Uh, <laughs> it's You're great. You're canceled so fast. <laughs> I'm so getting, fast. Yeah, I'm getting me three. 
But like, no. That, that also double I'm, cancels you. <laughs> that also saying that. Yes, I know. Yeah, yeah. Making light of it. Uh, Anyways, let's continue. <clears throat> I suppose. <laughs> Uh-oh. I think Inter- I broke them. In- <laughs> yes. Intercut with them dancing. It's intercut yeah. with them dancing. And they're... Humorous. They're, it's very it's funny. Humorous. It's very yeah. funny. Well, they're, they're doing the rose thing uh, between their mouths. Well, the thing is, Lemon and is getting increasingly into it. So at yes. the beginning of it, he's, he's very Increasingly into it. And, and yes. And William H. Gacy says... Stop leading. Yeah. You I know, got a lot of um, because Nathan Lane, Birdcage yeah, yeah. vibes. Here. Yes. A lot of Nathan Lane. A lot of it, yeah. yeah. I, I did feel a lot of parallels. Yeah. Um, but uh, so those scenes were intercut. And in the morning, we see him walking back to his yacht, and he seems very happy. And it's it's just like, oh, what happened? And so we get back to the hotel. He, uh, Tony Curtis drops off uh, Marilyn Monroe shimmies up the roof to change into his lady outfit and finds Jack Lemon with some maracas on the bed. Mm-hmm. Shake, shake, shaking shake, away. Shake, shake, yep. shaking away. Yep. Mm-hmm. They just pretty much go over they're what engaged. they're... Yeah, they go over their res- yeah. respective uh, yes. nights. <laughs> yeah, they go over their respective nights. Uh, they're engaged. Uh, Lemon and... Jack Lemon, Lemon and... Macy. And William H. Gacy. Yes. <laughs> Yes. Thank you, Joey. Uh, And uh, there's, you know, just a little scene between him and Tony Curtis about that can't happen. And he's, you know, asking him why a man would want to marry another man anyways. And Jack Lemon looks at him and gives a great line and just goes, security. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, right about then there's a knock on the door and they have to answer as ladies. And who is it? It's. Who is it at the door? Is it Marilyn? Yeah, she kind of talks about her night. Right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, yes. She comes it's in. Sugar. She lays down. Yeah, sugar. sugar, of course. Yep. Sugar cane. Yeah, she, she does sugar, great it's name. me. She like doesn't want to sleep it's alone me, or something sugar. and comes in and flops down in the bed. Yeah, well, kinda... she comes in to dish. Yeah, she and comes so, to yeah. And so her <laughs> her date jumps into bed and pretends to be the lady and you know pops the wig on and is holding the blanket up to his chin. Uh, for the whole exchange, and they have that conversation, and I don't think that much meaningful happens there. No, and I'm trying to think of how this continues with because we get the mafia guys yeah. coming back to into play. That yeah, does, that's pretty yes. much the next big thing is, that happens. So the next big thing, yeah. Do so they just come? They just like arrive? I well, they, well, they're they, there for opera. that convention. Oh, yeah. So right. the, the friends of the oh, opera, right? That yeah. is the whole Interesting. thing. Interesting. Yeah. Well, the friends of the opera is basically a cover, but this band has been hired to play this friends of the opera event, so it's you know just kind of. One of those. Yeah. So it's terribly unfortunate that the very thing they're trying to run from, is the they thing, ran yeah. to. Yep. Um, so, uh, Out of the fryer and into yes. the fryer. Spats, the infamous gangster, uh, comes into the hotel lobby with his cronies to check in right as the ladies are going down to, I think, meet up and, and do a dress rehearsal for the show. Okay. And they pass in the lobby and uh, there's a great shot where Jack Lemon opens up his uh, compact case to check his makeup <laughs> and sees in the reflection spats and his crew and they have to they have to scurry away and run off. And uh I I think they're they just decide to split at that point, right? Yeah, they kind of just keep running away. They eventually get away. Well, yeah. They yeah. S- well, they go up and start packing and trying to uh, get ready. Yes, as they're because pa- they're going to hit the road. Yeah, and they don't want to run back through the uh, through the or through the uh, uh, hotel. So they start to uh, shimmy their way down the uh, the but, outside out the window. But not before 
Tony Curtis says goodbye to Marilyn. And so he calls her up on the phone from the boat and says, I got to go. Well, from the, well, from the <laughs> fake boat. Yeah. On the phone from the fake boat. He's across the hall. <laughs> yeah. I assumed it was implied. You they said know. from the yeah. boat. On the, yeah. Okay. On the phone from the boat. Across the There's hall. Still the fake a, boat. Which is <laughs> across the, which, the hall. What is their room number that they're in 415. right now? They're okay, in 415. Yeah. She's right in 414. 414. Okay, yeah. Which is directly across the hall. Okay. He calls her up, says that, uh, you know, he can't see her anymore. Unfortunately, he's got to go away forever. He's got to marry the princess of Spain in a big coffee merger. And it's... it's uh, Venezuela, but okay. Same difference. Venezuela? Venezuela. Oh. That's <laughs> next to Spain, it was right? Definitely South America. Yeah, all right. That's all right. It's okay. Yeah, so whatever. Um uh but uh tells her that he got her a gift, pulls out some flowers that apparently were a gift from uh the boat captain, William mm-hmm. Mage Gacy. Uh, and I, I, at this point, I don't know what else yeah, to call him. Gacy, no. Yeah. How about just William H? He, William H? William Gacy? H. I don't uh, know that he has a name other than, uh, Shell Oil Jr. Shell Oil Jr. That's honestly, that's almost as good. Yeah. Shell Oil Jr. is a hilarious fucking name. But, uh, so he grabs some flowers that were originally from him and throws in a diamond bracelet also that was originally for Jack Lemon, who... Jack Lemon really cherishes that. Yeah, it was because like his I, engagement. Oh, gift. Yeah, I'm He's, sorry. I must point out that Shell Oil Jr. Shell Oil Jr. is the H. other guy. Are two different yes. things. It, yes, yeah, yeah. I was uh, different people. Yeah. Shell Oil Jr. is Rush Tony Curtis. Yes. Yeah. William H. is the other dude, the creepy yeah. dude who's with Jack Lemon. And so my taste the dime. No, 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 no. My the but, like, I'm the one who fucked it up. Like, good, good on you. Uh, <laughs> but takes a diamond bracelet that was originally for Jack Lemon. Throws it into the box of flowers, kicks it across the hall and says, I think you got a delivery and speedy delivery. Yes, exactly. So there's a little sweet thing. They run away, shimmy down the pipe, get caught immediately. Mm-hmm. Um, they so shimmy right in front yeah. of Spank's window. Yes, they... Spanks? Spats. Spanks uh, <laughs> <laughs> would be the uh, remake with Tina Fey. Of course. Um, <laughs> Where they dress like men? Yeah. yeah she, so that's what she uh, one of the mm. one of the really great Italian representations in the film uh, sure. says. Oh, you're talking like, about one of those faces? Yes, one no, of you the mean faces. Little Napoleon, great faces. Little Napoleon. Yeah, no, Little Napoleon was the guy that. with the weird hearing aid. Um, you mean the goons? The goons. Yeah. One of the goons recognizes them from the garage in their lady getup, mm-hmm. and so they open the window to get them. Uh, somehow they get away. Yeah, and just it's, a chase. It's like it's yeah. not terribly important. Yeah. No, yeah. Somehow they get away. A chase ensues. Um, the, then there's the, a there's a corpse and a rolling cart and a sheet involved, and you know. And then no, we're, yeah. ta- we're no. taken back to the the, the mafia. Dudes. No, that's that's a whole. That's you're later. skipping some yeah, shit. Yeah, you're dude. skipping. Oh really? Yeah, you're skipping out. a fair bit of stuff. Okay, so 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 so, uh, they're being chased around the grounds of the hotel, and they end up hiding in a, uh, a conference room of sorts. Oh, the, and that's different table. That's hiding under a table. And cloth. unfortunately, <laughs> this is the mafioso conference. Right on. And so all these mobsters walk in and the mobsters that sit right at the table that they're hiding under just so happen to be spats in his goons. Yeah, they, they spot his and, spats on the ground. Yes. And heading up this uh, 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 conference of sorts. Yeah. Is uh, what little baby Napoleon? face something in another? Isn't it Little Napoleon? Little Napoleon. What's little Napoleon. That, that's yeah, right. Little Napoleon. Great names. Mm. And amazing hearing aid. Yeah. Yeah. So hearing Lone, aid. Lone Napoleon totally. has like an H5 sized <laughs> hearing aid. Uh, like it's, uh, 
Okay. <laughs> That's too specific. He's got a big fucking hearing aid. Comedy specific, man. Uh, whatever, man. We're, no, I'm on your side there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Comedy is specificity. Fucking continuing on. Corn puffs is funnier than <sighs> cereal. Shut the <laughs> um, so, so, so little Napoleon calls everything to order and he lets the room know that, uh, some people there's, there's a whole bit where, yeah, it's, it, you know, it, the, the gem of the film, I don't, I, I don't want to recount lines, but the, the real gem of this film is just the dialogue. Uh, but, uh, so he's got uh, a whole speech about how, uh, uh, Spatz has completely disappointed the organization by perpetrating this massacre in the garage mm-hmm. in a very passive aggressive way. And then, which so, is a, so mean girls of yes, terribly <laughs> Regina George of Lil Napoleon. Um, <clears throat> and then wishes him a happy birthday and they bring in a big cake mm-hmm. and they're singing for he's a jolly good fellow. And little does Lil Napoleon or no, 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 no Lil Spatz. Napoleon's in on it. Yeah. Lil oh, yeah. does Spatz know. Uh, previously to this, they installed a young gentleman in the cake with a Tommy gun and, uh, he comes out shoots in everyone. the cake, no. jumps up, shoots everybody in uh, Spats crew. And, Spats yes. Crew, in Spats crew. So Spats and his goons all catch a bunch of bullets and they die. And while these two are hiding under the table and they seize their, seize their moment in the hullabaloo of everything and run away. They get chased some more, but they do get away. Yeah. And the they, federal agents just come and just yes. say, we got this. Yeah, Pretty much. Yeah. 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 At that time, federal <laughs> agents do show up and they bustle Napoleon. <laughs> Who's in charge here? Not anymore, yeah. you're not. <laughs> they really yeah. want just one guy walking in going, <laughs> yeah. I got this. Yeah. Yeah. It's the same dude from the speakeasy. Yeah. Um, in Florida. Yeah. Because uh, yep. that's his jurisdiction. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the the G men are everywhere. You know. Uh, I do Chicago and Miami. That's yeah. it. That's my old jurisdiction. Yeah. Either way. So they get away again. And this time they concoct a plan. They're going to call up William H. Gacy and they're going to say, you know what? Jack Lemon is going to marry you. She, she'll meet you on the boat and it'll be happily ever after. And then they show up and uh, she's like, hey, plus one. And, <laughs> and William H. Casey's like, sure. And so they get on the boat. There's, they're dressed in drag still. Uh, and then right as the boat is taking off, um, sugar. I, I, sugar sugar runs out. But uh, does she know that Jack Lemon's a dude? She's, yeah. she's, yeah. she's, she's figured it out. She's, oh, she's wise to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. there is a scene where she he, when he comes and right kisses as, her. Right as they get away the second time, he runs into the performance where yeah. she's playing a sad, sad song about way out, being yeah. heartbroken. Uh, and he get, he lays one on her, and then they run away, and she chases after him. Uh, gets in the boat and he's like, I'm a lady or I'm not a lady. And I lied to you. And she's like, I don't care. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. uh, says that quote unquote, she's not that bright, which is unfortunate. It's also kind of a running gag in the movie though. It yeah. is a running gag, but it's, it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate. Cause she also says it in real life too, as we found out later. That's yeah. true. It's a, but so they're so they're on the boat, and and he's torn off the wig, and then we cut to William H. Gacy and Jack Lemon, uh, still in his lady getup uh, up front, and Jack Lemon starts trying to talk his way out of the engagement because he obviously can't go through with it because he's a dude. Um, 
Obviously. And all of his excuses that he's coming up with are are no match to yeah. this guy's, you know, smile and and wink. Yeah. I'm not a real, and, real blonde. And I can't so have in, kids. Yeah, in, yeah, in frustration, he just whip, rips the wig off and says, you know, just whatever. I'm a man. And in the best best ending line I've ever seen in any movie in my life. He says, well, nobody's perfect. <laughs> and, and it cuts to the end. Oh, and man. it's just great. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. I mean. Billy Wilder. Yeah. And, and it's like, that's what I was talking about earlier is that that final line that like, uh, it almost sixth senses the movie where it like makes the entire interaction between it Lemon just sums and, everything up perfectly well that 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 too but like the fact that you know basically it just kind of indicates that this guy was gay the whole time and he knew and he was totally cool with it and that changes that whole relationship there but like i was said uh, earlier as we were watching the behind the scenes we find out that that line was kind of like almost stumbled upon during filmmaking or during filming and they like hadn't really planned on it and i don't think they really understood the full ramifications of the line on the movie until they, you know, really sat with it for a while. I think that happens a lot more often That's than true. people yeah. admit yeah. to, yeah. you know, he so. was, he was at the end of his career and didn't have anything to prove to anybody. True. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I think you get a lot of happy accidents like that in filmmaking. Oh, without a doubt. It's just, you know, having the courage the to embrace them and to uh, recognize them. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. and to know, yeah, when to just shut up and be like, yeah, sure, yeah, totally, I meant that. Yeah, but I mean, you know, for a director to allow that one line from a direct from an actor to really change the context of the entire movie, like, yes, with, you know, as you're walking out, you start playing all the rest of the scenes it in is, your head. It's, it's like, interestingly in bold that they would I mean, choose a line like that just, just that. as a filler line. I see what you're saying, but it's not. It's just Jack Lemmon and and William H. It's not the whole movie, right? Right. Yeah. But that, I mean, that's kind of a. It's not quite Fight yeah, yeah. Club, for instance. That's I suppose. All I'm yeah, yeah, I I it's not making me think like everything. It's not making me think Marilyn Monroe and Tony Curtis, who to me are the core. But maybe that's yeah, me. Uh, yeah. You're right. Uh, but but I, I see what you're saying. It, it's really deep, and it is a happy accident. But um, I think it's interesting because it does change the tone of the film a little bit. Yeah. Um, Derek, I have a question for you. Mm. What genre would you say this film was? I would not say it's the genre that I see it listed in. Okay. It's listed as mystery, hmm. thriller, or not thriller, mystery something. Let me see. I'll look it up again. I mean, I see mystery, mystery just I don't as in see mystery at all. Only that, it only that it revolves around a lie. Because you you've said this earlier, yeah, and I was I like, so there is there is an element of this movie that some of the characters know and other characters don't know and are trying to figure out. That's just True. dramatic irony. Yeah, right. I, I think they're mean, trying I, to figure I, out. They do they do full on witness like a like a. a a massacre. It's like an execution. That's true, but they, it's not. They get they line up like eight dudes violence, against the like, wall and shoot them with machine guns. True. Yeah, <laughs> listed as mystery romance. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know what to call this. It, I think I it's just a comedy. Yeah, no, too. No, I think it's a comedy. comedy but, but it's a straight comedy. But by that paradigm, is probably why. You know, but it is overall, yeah. it's just a comedy. But it has yeah. other elements to it. I yeah. think that's it's a key. farce. It's but a it's a rom com, right? 
I mean, we yeah. can say it's a rom-com. It's a farce. It, there's, some, there's some elements that every rom-com after it kind of has in here. Like, mm-hmm. right, you have the two, pe- like the two people who are kind of th- this big secret that one of them has, but they're not that big of an asshole. Yeah. So then it has to be revealed at the end. Yeah. Some, especially like they're both initially fighting for the girl. And so yeah. one guy kind of, you know, backs his friend yeah. up. Oh, you know, she's yeah. here. You know. There's always the problem with the rom-com, which is- that the so obviously there has to be something that is kind of an overall lie that the other person's telling them, but at the <laughs> same time, time it can't be too bad right. because it doesn't need to make yeah. to do it. He's got to stay redeemable, yeah. And then redeemable the, motivation, and then it has, to, but it also can't be can't be too easy because then if it is, then it seems like the woman right. is dumb because yeah. she can't figure it out. Yeah. And right. so it's like this balancing act kind of that they have to do. Uh, but you see very many, like a bunch yeah. of the key points of that stories here, you know? Well, I mean, we don't think Marilyn is, is an idiot no. for this because everyone else is buying it as well. Right. Right. They're all buying it. Yeah. They're all buying they're, it. They're women. Yeah. It's, there's no... Really, actually, no one really kind of questions, honestly. No, Nobody does, yeah. Yeah, no one really says anything. William H. is the only one that really catches on to it. That's true, yeah. but yeah, but he spent a lot of time tangoing. Yeah, yeah. he knows know. what's up. Yeah, I, I, he spent a whole night with her. I don't- yeah. Well, no, I think, like, I. that's what I think. Like, the the ending line for me tells me that William H. knew it from, from Jump Street. Well, so, I don't know when, we don't know necessarily from Jump. Although, maybe. He did check her your feet out. That's, I mean. And said something about her feet. Yeah, like, he inspected her. And, like, those were the, you know, the, those were the two ladies that he jumped up at. The other, you know, all the other ladies he tipped his hat to. What's funny is, those okay, two so he took notice you're of. absolutely correct. And also, I forgot about the times, especially where the, um, the boy, the... The, the bellboy yeah. comes up and says, I like my women bigger. And he's mm. talking about Tony Curtis. And, mm-hmm. and then she also mentions his shoulders are, are big, you know, when they go to the beach. Yeah. You're a big lady and comments on her chest and stuff. It's a little awkward, but yeah, Marilyn Monroe shamed a flat chested lady. That's yeah. true. Yeah. Not, not cool, Marilyn. No. Oh, yeah. That did kind of suck, didn't it? Yeah. It was just unnecessary, Marilyn. <laughs> I mean, I defended you before, but I don't know how much I can do anymore. Yeah. Shaming other women. Anywho, she was a homewrecker. Um, let's talk about some of the characters um, because that's it, it, it. Clearly, to me, is a comedy, and you kind of said it's a romantic comedy. I think it is, but let's talk about some of the chemistry there. Did you guys like the chemistry between Tony Curtis and Marilyn Monroe? What'd you think? Did you buy that kind of? Yeah, in, in, I did. Yeah, yeah. in yeah. pretty much all the modes. Yeah, yeah, I did too. Actually, I thought that was pretty good. I, they I, did date before, apparently. Oh, did they? Yes, they so did, did they? Could be that they actually had some chemistry, really. Uh-huh. That's a tense set. A little bit. Sounds and she like had her husband there. Everyone Arthur in Hollywood Miller. Yeah. everyone. Arthur Miller's there. Yeah. yeah. And she was doing 53 uh, takes. Strauss. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, we'll get into that. Yeah. Um, Jack Lemmon. I think he's the star. Of the he's show. stellar. He's, he's just stellar. Absolutely amazing. Yeah. I mean, I still think Tony Curtis is pretty no, good. They're both he's really good. very good. Tony he's Curtis given, uh, impressed me. Well, they, I was not I was shocked. Yeah, the behind the scenes said that uh would they found Curtis first and he could have played either role depending on who they cast for the other one. So, you know, I mean, they were both yeah, pretty yeah. well done there. Uh Jack Lemmon is also a very good dancer. That was shocking. 
how yeah. good of a dancer he was. A lot of those guys back then were, yeah, were, were dancers. Right. Musical though. It was a real hip thing to do. Yeah. Or right. to, to be able to do, you know, it was kind of the the mark of a gentleman almost, mm-hmm. I think. Your Gene Kelly's and your uh Yeah, yeah. Your Fred, Fred Astaire's, Astaire's and Ginger Rogers dance on air. Yeah. yeah. And your John Goodman's and such. <laughs> yep. Twinkle toes. <laughs> Um, okay Uh, what did you think of William H he's great yeah Joe E. Brown what else has he done I would use my uh, my uh, uh, magic internet square here phone a friend yeah yeah, I got about uh, 6% battery so Uh, ain't touching it well, I, either way, I thought he was great. I, yeah. I, I think he was. He was. He was. He, he was yeah, charming. It's, it's such a tough he thing just, to do because he's such a creep. And he's he does play such a creep, but he's got this. He does not look it whatsoever. He's got this it right now. It's funny. He's, he's, yeah, he's got between this Rockefeller sort of like Beaver Cleavers dad. I was thinking somewhere between Mr. Magoo and Thurston Howell. Yeah. So okay. Absolutely. You know, definitely got the Thurston oh, Howell. Oh, Thurston Howell, like uh, uh, Gilligan's Island, yeah, right? Yeah. 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 Mr. Howell being the uh, the, the rich, rich feller yeah. from Gilligan's Island. If yeah. you're not familiar, if he was uh, a little more studios of the Patreon, uh, also <laughs> buy a mug. Um, <clears throat> if he was a little more oblivious, uh, Thurston Howell, if he had a little bit more magoo to him, I think he well, would we be. Did. Yes. We did. We actually thought he was oblivious until yeah. the yes, end. Yes, and he's very persistent yeah. as well. But uh, aside from all the really problematic qualities to his character, he's really charming. And he's got this kind of like really warm smile to him. Yeah. I, I wonder what else he's in, you know? It's almost like a Forrest Gump quality to it that like, you know, he's just, <laughs> uh, he's just no, kind of. Yeah, I agree. He's very that, innocent almost. Yeah. yeah. The, the naive, like sort of loving everyone and, you know, just kind of like. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. In the way that like. Sex predators are <laughs> charming. Always have candy. What? No, like. Oh, I didn't know. Oh, uh, he was in Showboat as Captain Andy Hawks. Well, there Cap'n you go. Andy Hawks. Captain. Captain. Showboat. Captain. Mm. Yeah, I, Showboat. I, I didn't see many of these that like popped out. I mean, had a had a very long and career with like a lot of movies but tune in mm. to showbo he's very i can tell that he's very vaudevillian because his face was very expressive yeah. yes he was, yes. Yes. Overly yeah. expressive. he was he was he was playing to the back of the room um for sure uh but uh he was he was really enjoyable i liked him a lot um i thought that the the gangsters were fine the henchmen were perfect stupendous yeah, yeah. stupendous it's like they went to the Nick Nolte factory and were like <laughs> blank check give us all yeah, of them yeah. Yeah. and they all had these amazing distinct faces yeah. that are like like almost it, it, you don't see it anymore uh, I think yeah. it, so it, it was mentioned like oh they don't cast like that but I think also some of these actors were just like chiseled by the great depression and you know you can kind of see it in their faces that's part of it and also i think people that look like that don't think that they can be actors anymore so you know we've gotten to this point Fair. where which like, is really unfortunate because yeah. a lot of great actors who's that who's that guy that uh that died just a few years ago he was a great uh character actor yeah you guys have no, no idea, idea. What you're no. <laughs> no i'm not even close we're yeah, not gonna try <laughs> uh, <laughs> fuck Bob. Ernest yeah, Bob. Oh, yeah, actor. you know Bob. Yeah, good old Bob. <laughs> Philip Seymour Hoffman. <laughs> <laughs> fucking, oh, yeah. man, that's going to kill me. 
uh, anyways, I think that they're, the acting really is just on point from head to toe. Uh, you're right, from the goons all the way up to Jack Lemmon. It's, everyone's cast perfectly. Yeah, Even Marilyn Monroe. Uh, we're gonna, yeah. We gotta get to her right now, but yeah. Sean, you have a quick thought. Well, I, bef- yeah, before we get to Marilyn, I was Harry Dean say- Stanton. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, right yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, good yeah. call. Uh, apparently the gangsters all came <laughs> good. from like um, uh, the Hollywood or the classic gangster movies. Yeah. So they were all just yeah. kind of, you know, the guys that were always cast to play those roles. I wonder what their background was, though. You know, it's not like those kind of guys were like going to going to musical theater college or um, something. I bet a lot of them are you former know? boxers. I Box, former boxers? boxers? A lot of oh, them. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, those kind of yeah. guys. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I, yeah, because they, have, they have those rough from faces, that to showbiz. but you know, but they also have these kind of they're they're natural actors almost. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Anyways, but Marilyn. Yeah, we got to get to her. Marilyn. She looks the part, but I, I I've never seen a Marilyn movie before, and I was oh, very unimpressed with her acting ability. Um, you know, she she sings pretty well, and she looks decent on screen. But um, yeah, as as a performer, as I, I didn't. Do you really, mean her line readings weren't? Her, well, her line or? readings, her like I just didn't believe her as a person. <laughs> like she just every, had one note. Yeah, which was just like so fair. Yeah, she's you know, not she was just yeah, she no. was yeah. she's Marilyn Monroe, man. You know, she's Mr. President. Yeah, like she, you know, she's Betty Boop. She's yeah, yeah. yeah. We we made that yeah. joke. She was uh, there was a song that she was singing, and she starts to scat a little bit. Yeah. And it's the whitest thing you ever seen. But uh, uh, we referenced a uh, a community episode where uh, 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 and uh, nobody uh, watched. Please continue. Boop boop be do sex. That's yep. what happens. Yeah. On this yeah. That's what yep. she does. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. But no, I mean, yeah, to me, that was pretty much her whole performance is just that like whispery ASMR, sexy baby talk thing yeah. that is. Um, Great on radio, we found. <laughs> yes, certainly. But it's one of those things that is, like you said, yeah, just so one note and so sort of undynamic and un, uh, unengaging after a while. Well, like it's like the 50s visually Paris Hill. Yeah, not know? even. Like, I, I don't agree. I think she's got a little more depth. Not, not. I mean, she's not amazing. But she's, in, that, it, in that it's just a voice that she puts on. Yeah. And so it kind of masks but all of were, her other emotions because she's tough just- tough because of the voice. It, the voice is tough because she is, no matter what she says, she's going to sound airy and sexy. True. She can't help it. That's just the way she's at. So it's even when she's like saying something really like completely bland. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that wasn't sexy. her given voice. I don't, well, I, that's, it's definitely an affectation. Who like, gives voices? Well, What's yeah. That? You exactly. have a voice that you're given. Oh, 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 it's oh, developed, oh, I'm yeah. sure. When, I don't know. When, when you're, I, when you're picking your avatar and you're picking. Oh, your, yeah. 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 They yeah. give it to you. Yeah. <laughs> Here's your voice. Thank you. I think there's, there's. That'll be a good one. <laughs> you're the religious one. <laughs> Great choice. <laughs> I think that there's moments when we have her backstory, which are interesting because she talks a lot about um, how she dates saxophone players and how she's noticed patterns. So she notices that she's dating the wrong men. Yeah. I like that. I thought she was like, okay, I know my faults. She's very self-aware. Yeah. Um, she knows what she's good at. She knows she doesn't want to be in a, uh, a male band anymore because she just doesn't like dealing with that bullshit. That's all the character though. That's not- her performance oh, like anyone else playing I'm, that I'm talking yeah. about the character yeah. but but you know as she she doesn't deliver those lines exactly. terribly believably but like also you know she's 
Yeah. She's Marilyn Monroe. Though. She's made to be a spectacle. She's made to be a spectacle by the film. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I think that's true. I, I, very clearly through a lot I, of costumes. Well, I, I'm just trying to guess I get the point to that. I think that Billy Wilder made a point or made an effort to give her character more depth. Um, now, perhaps you don't believe that she's given it those li- those lines any believability. Yeah, That's no, fair. you're totally right. The character has depth. Yeah. I think the character, that's what I'm trying to say. Performance no, the character does, does, yes. And I like her character. I like that she yeah. has a lot of agency. She's she, she knows what she wants and she's really trying to get. Yeah. I know even obviously she's a little bit of a gold digger and she is well, But she's, she's on but, her way. She's looking for a way out. It's well written regardless though. Uh, the fact that, you know, they had to literally hide snippets of her lines around the scene so she could open drawers and remember what to say is a whole different Real thing. Real easy yeah. ones, too. That's a yeah. benzo thing, I it, think. It was just, uh, hey, I, this is sugar. Can you open the door or something like that? And then and something like, about bourbon. Yeah. yeah. Pretty <laughs> simp. Yeah, I need a bottle of bourbon or yeah. something like yeah. that. Yeah, so 53 she's, takes. 53. So I think yeah. part of so, that was the drugs, but I think part of it yeah. was also, and I think they alluded to it a little bit in that documentary, a little bit of a one-upsmanship between her and Billy Wilder. Yeah, it yeah. It seemed like they were definitely fucking with each other a lot. Um, I, oh, yeah. I, fair. I felt more like- Obviously, she has drug up problems. I'm not doubting that, but- yeah. yeah, I didn't get the impression that she was at all fucking with anyone, just that she was like- oblivious and sort of inept and he was going to fucking get this performance out of her it, whether the movie needed it yeah. or not. Yeah, so he reported 53 takes just so that we're aware Jack Lemon, I guess in his biography about it said it was 47. Mm. So just to clarify so, so that, you know, on the Twitter, you know, we don't want to get people on Twitter. Yeah. Don't wanna, no. yeah, yeah. Is Jack Lemon dead? God damn it, we can't ask him. We can't ask him yet. No. He's gone. We could do a seance. <laughs> we could actually, yeah. If to a Ouija uh, episode, Jack, or again, I want you to email me again, if you're still yeah, out if, there. If we don't we have sell, a Ouija. If we sell 15 mugs, we will yeah. do a seance. <laughs> we will do and a we seance. We will summon Jack Lemon, and we will revisit this episode, and yes. it'll be like, yeah, yeah. yeah we'll Is it 47 or 53, Jack Lemon? <laughs> you can, you can even specify which <laughs> question. For this, you brought me back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Where is my family? <laughs> Tell us, Jack Lemmon. In the movie, it's like hot. Unless it's 47 or 53 days. <laughs> we don't want a Twitter battle on our hands. And he's like, I don't remember. <laughs> I got to get back to Jack Dallas yeah, doing push-ups. Yeah, and he can't get back because he hasn't <laughs> solved our issue. <laughs> He's so. not a Mr. Meeseeks. So, yeah, That's so weird. it was there, there was some contention on the set between her and uh, and Billy Wilder. Billy Wilder being kind of a businessman of a film director, you know, mm. kind of expecting uh, kind of people to be able to say single lines. Yeah. Expecting regularity. Show up on and time. she was, she was <laughs> come out of your dressing room. Well, She was troubled. You know, she was just kind yeah. of a victim of the world she lived in. And she, uh, also unfortunately for her had a drug problem. And so she was yeah. just habitually late. And she lived her life like a candle in the wind tears and shit, you know, rock and roll, man. That interview um, was very revealing that we listened. It to. really was. Yeah, yeah. We, we listened to an interview with, uh, with, uh, the director, Billy Wilder, uh, discussing his like memories of the shoot and uh, uh, memories with her specifically. But I think Joey was talking about the radio interview that Marilyn was giving. That and was- the radio interview that Marilyn was giving. <laughs> well, well a lot. Learned, a, learned a lot that interview showed me how vulnerable she is and mm-hmm. how uh, again self-aware she is um, she knew she was a shitty actress 
she knew she she knew she wasn't great. She knew she needed to improve. It felt like she was also giving that like I I uh, I was resisting the urge to make a joke about how she was talking like she knew someone was listening. You know, hmm. what would you like most in the world? I just uh, want to be a great actress. You know, like there's a lot of pressure I, on yeah. her. I think I, I she like she said she kind of alluded to the fact that oh uh, there was five um, magazine covers in one month. Yeah, and that instantly propelled her into this contract. Mm. And then she was like, and then Fox had me. She, she was like, like using yeah, yeah. these words, like, like immediately they caught me. And then I was theirs. And it was, yeah. and it was like, then my life was over. And then he asked her about, you know, why you like Brooklyn and um, whether you preferred your life before or you were famous. Yeah. And she kind of alluded to that. She, yes, she liked, she did. She didn't you, really want to come out quite and say, cause she wanted to be appreciative of yeah. her, of whatever she has now. But she was, yes, uh, she, she was clearly unhappy with the, what yeah. she was. And, yeah. And the way she was talking about Brooklyn, you could really tell it's just like, man, she really wants to get out. Yeah. She wants to but, be a normal person. Yeah. She, that she is also before she was banging a president though. Well, you know, I mean, was it? I don't, when was that interview? Mm, no. Not sure. I assumed it was around this movie it though, because they were talking about so it. I mean, it's true. Anyways, his movie was 59, so he's president next year. Anyways. Oh, or should have been banging him during the campaign. I That's don't really true. know. Could have been. No Could have been. Could have yep. been. Um I I just want to say I think she's History actually could be better. I, I think if she lived, I think she would live to be a very good actor in her older age. Probably. I, honestly. I think because yeah. I think she she would have had like lived through some of these great directors. She would have had kind of you know a lot of good foundational base here. I think she and I think she's I don't know as, as bad as you guys say she is. I think she's got some stuff. I think she I, there's moments where she really does show me some good stuff. And yeah, she's as, got she's got things to delve into, and she does start to. I think. I think also there were you know. Just it didn't seem like she was in the greatest environment to give a great performance. Yeah, yeah. That's I, most I, of it is just like doe-eyed fucking deer in headlights, sort of. Yeah, you know? most of it is. Yes, Sean, you're totally right. But I think there are moments of character development that I like. There's some moments when she's just like laying down with Jack Lemmon in the bunk bed. That, there is nice moments. Yeah, there. Yeah, I mean, there's moments that weren't as horrible as others, but I'd never say she was a great actress. I mean, the idea of like, if she had lived sort of thing, I think she, you know, she, I most likely, and uh, I assume she would have fallen into that trap of like, uh, you know, once she got a few years older, she'd have a hard time getting cast until she got much older. And I don't know that she would actually be given that opportunity to progress to, you know, that uh, older stately actress sort Maybe. of situation. Yeah. I mean, who knows? She she's a you know she could have burned out too fast like That's, she did. Yeah, it's interesting because like the acting coach that she had there, right, was uh, Lee Strasberg's second wife, <laughs> Paula Strasberg, who <laughs> okay. was a, like a a, a life a member of Strasberg. <laughs> yeah, a life member of the actors' studio, but. Uh, at the same time, uh, one of the things that she was blacklisted uh, uh, for her membership in the American Communist Party. Mm. So kind of that's interesting to me that, you know, she's because that when did that when did that occur again? That occurred early, much earlier than this, 50s, right? Earlier 50s. Or did it? Occur I would assume. The 50s? Yeah, because then he wrote The Crucible, Arthur Miller. and I believe that was about what well, about that. Right, okay. his experience. You talking about the Arthur Miller marriage? We're talking about the 
The blacklisting. The blacklisting. I believe that was early, Hollywood early blacklisting 50s or mid fifties. Mid fifties. So it was like just a little bit before this. Then I believe you're so. talking like years, just maybe. a few years yeah. before this, and here she is, you know, acting coach. She's on set. I I so I wonder too if there's some level of like her pulling her weight into this production even, you know? Absolutely. I mean, from the behind the scenes stuff we saw, it looked like it there was- It seemed like it, right? Yeah, she had a posse. There was a lot. It was a circus, it looked like. Yeah. And, you know, it looked like there was they were caught up in the fame. Arthur Miller was following around wherever they would go and there was cameras and paparazzi. Yeah. According to Wikipedia, the first systematic Hollywood blacklist was instituted on November 25th of 1947. Okay, yeah, so right after so, the war, so, yeah, so several years before this, then. Like Although the 13, I would assume it continued for a few. Oh yeah, no, yeah. I, that's that's when it started. But yeah, they uh, was it the McCarthy hearing or MacArthur hearing? McCarthy, McCarthy, McCarthy yeah. hearings. Yeah, so those were I think a little bit later. Red Scare and all that. Red Skelton. Yep. All right. He was um, a what do you guys think? Of, anything else about overall the story, the comedy itself? I mean, do you think this is uh, historically significant as a comedy? Uh, for its time, I think that it was, uh, surprisingly liberal in its like sexual politics, uh, which I think was, it's, it's a really cool thing to have seen from a studio in, you know, from MGM in 1959. That's cool. Um, McCarthy but, was 40, 54. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you know, Bummer that it didn't really make all that big of a difference, but you know, it's it's neat to see something this far back. You know, hmm. how do you think, Derek? How does how does this rate as in a comedy for you? Um, I mean, it's not like really, really, really funny, but it's very cute. You don't think so? I, I mean, there are some the parts of it. There's great. some parts of it that are that are absolutely like super funny. But it, it's a well, yeah. But I, I'm not like I'm not like rolling on the floor. That's what I mean. I think that. Are that's, you rolling on the floor? I had some moments of genuine, yeah. Like, that's and that's the point of a rom com, yeah. really. Yeah. Is because it's supposed. I want to be charmed. Like, yeah. I charmed. want to be charmed. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so all of those moments are really charming. And so the but the dialogue is just it's terribly clever. Clever, mm -hmm. uh, and and that's a thing that uh, yeah. There's a lot of good moments. It it that's the thing that makes or breaks a rom com is the dialogue. If the dialogue is clever, the rom com is good. If the dialogue is bad, the rom com is going to be bad. By and large, you know that's it's not really going to be big factor. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's that's not gonna gonna be also if it's factors, got Jennifer yeah. Lopez, it's not going to be no, be no, 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 no. If it's got Matthew McConaughey, it's going to be good. If it doesn't have Matthew McConaughey, it's going to be bad. Oh, um, you you like that's failure to launch? Straight up, dude. Yeah. Yeah, that's your favorite. Straight up, dude. <laughs> that's your favorite? It's that's not my favorite. favorite. No, 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 no. Fool's gold. Certainly. Fool's gold's your Possibly favorite. Possibly surfer, dude. Just because it's it's it it's not aware of how bad it is, I don't think. <laughs> what is it? What is the hate one? That's the one I like. What's the hate one? Are the you, hate one or whatever. Are you a McConnoisseur? Yeah, Ten things I, I hate about you. Sean, get that joke. No, maybe, maybe. Oh, yeah. oh, oh, you know oh, what you want to talk about? Ten days to how to how to lose a guy in ten days. There uh, we go. That's the one. Okay. Yeah. 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 That was Hudson. That was pretty yeah, good. Yeah, Kate Hudson. Yeah, well, they did a rash of them together. They, they were taking it. Was, it was yeah, a rash. That's a, that's like, a good yeah. way. It was a, yeah, infestation. It was, <laughs> it was a pestilence yeah. of yeah, films. I agree. Uh, <laughs> the locusts of films. No, it was interesting because it was, you know, it kind of mirrored that. Uh, Meg Ryan, Tom Hanks, or did it? yeah, because 
No, because they did rom com, you know, several rom coms in a row together. Oh, so okay, so the people who it's do like movies together Mike in Ryan, a row are Chris Ryan, Ryan and but Tom also, Hanks. But also, uh, Goldie <laughs> Hawn, Kate Hudson's mom, did yeah. several rom coms in a row with uh, Kurt Russell. I think that's right? true. True. Yeah. yeah. So and then you know, they uh, fell in love. Yeah. And fucking, then they didn't. You know, overboard. <laughs> Sean, <laughs> Bird on Why you ruin a good happy ending? <laughs> yeah. No, but overboard. Yeah. yeah. Another movie problematic. Yeah. yeah. Overboard, not the second one, but. Bird on a wire. Uh, yep. Yeah. Getting back to the movie. Well, I just think historically you you make a great point. It's very ahead of its time. It's progressive. It, is. Yeah. Yes. Uh, it makes some bold ass choices, not to mention that last line, which was accidental in some well, ways. Well, and it's just it's great for a rom com. It's not always hilarious. Not every you know, it's not it's not trying to be stepbrothers where every moment it's trying to be as hilarious and yeah, crazy yeah. as possible. Yeah. yeah. It's it wants to charm you. And yeah. it, I think it does that it charms, a lot. Yeah. And at the same time, it really kind of like, it, it pleases you with really witty dialogue. Well, yeah. And it is trying to tell a story, whereas something like Step Brothers is literally just trying to pack as many jokes into as short a period of time as possible. Absolutely. Yeah. It doesn't work at all. It, they, no. Uh, I got a soft spot for it. I don't it. know. I kind of. I, I was a teen. A little, I was yeah. a young in those. I'm just, just not a feral fan. I got a little like for not it. Not a feral fan? No. I love no. John C. Riley. I want right. to give him a hug. <laughs> he doesn't want to give you a hug. I like no. feral sometimes. I want to kiss that weird like wrinkle in his eyebrow. Just, just a little one. Just a little peck. Can maybe, we maybe take strike out his that contacts? from the record? <laughs> yeah, if you guys aren't striking me accidentally doxing ex-girlfriends and shit, <laughs> then he's not going to strike that. Yeah. yeah I was pissed true. to hear that. It's, it's in the show now. Yeah, no. Forever. I was, I was listening for whatever reason. I never listened to these episodes, but I was listening to that one. And I heard that just out what loud. Episode like, was Motherfucker, it? man. What episode was it? And what's the time code? I forget. What was her name again? No. Are you familiar with the Streisand no. effect? No. Fool me once. Have you, have you heard of the Streisand effect? Fool it's, me once. It's the TBC Derek Dreams of Micropenis. Yeah, that's the episode. It's, is that, is that really what? Oh, son of a bitch! <laughs> it's a good episode too. It's not a good episode. Though, it? It's a good episode. One of the other many podcasts available on the Forecast Network. All right, let's Gentlemen. let's do it, John. Are you ready? Yeah. Oh, are you ready to play the most fabulously wondrous game? Yes, I've... Jesus, this is off the rails. Fuck you! Got to yes! describe what it is. Describe what it is again. Let you do it. I'm going to give you a name of a movie and you're going to tell me how much it made <laughs> yes. in the domestic box office gross. You see, Joey, you took the wind out of his sails. I don't care. Yeah. It's, 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 that's Look the worst at him. Look at him back. He today, told his one funny joke today. A shell today. of a man. You know what, Sean? We'll be doing- I'm proud of you. Movies <laughs> where men dress Your like women. Your hair looks small. <laughs> First up- <laughs> She makes dinner. <laughs> she does windows. She reads bedtime stories. Uh, She's a blessing in disguise. Right, okay, enough. here we go. Yeah, oh, that's in 1993, Christopher Columbus <laughs> gave us Mrs. Doubtfire. Mrs. Doubtfire. Hey! Yeah. In 93, what did Mrs. Doubtfire make? Uh, this is Robin Williams dressing Man. up as a... A woman to get his children back, essentially, or to spend time with his children oh. after being divorced. Uh, so, Joey, in 1993, how much did Mrs. Doubtfire make? 75. $75 million, says Joey Antimer. Mm. Robin Williams. Robin Williams. 1995. <laughs> 93. Why do you look like Robert De Niro right now? Ro uh, Robin Williams. <laughs> Robin Williams. <laughs> You're making a De Niro face. Height of his career. Um, no. Clinton in office? Yeah. 
Okay. Barely. These are true. I'm going to say $83 million. $83 oh, million. Dollars dude. Look at yeah. Oh yeah, of course you don't write it down. Oh fuck you! Oh man! Oh, I hope I win. Yeah. Write it down. What? I wrote it down in my head. I I wrote down eighty-four million. Eighty-four million dollars. No, he's not right. I don't win these anyways. Yeah, it's all right. He fucked himself. Derek wins. This one came in at two hundred and nineteen. Holy, that is a fucking that is a shitload of money for back then. It was a guy fruiting. It was a big fucking movie. Drive by fruiting. Everyone saw that fucking movie. Great joke. Yeah, Sally Field in it. It's a huge movie. All right, gentlemen. Have you ever read Pierce Bros or looked at Pierce Brosnan's Instagram? Why? That's going to be in the errata. Okay. Okay. Sounds good. Season that. You got to get low to get high. In 2019, Harmony Corinne, Harmony? Harmony Corinne? <laughs> yeah. Harmony? Harmony, Harmony Corinne, Corinne. Give us the beach bum. I just watched this the other day. I'm sorry. I was actually, I recommend it to, uh, to screenwriters. As to that's what not we, to do. That's a uh, stupid thing. No, I, no, 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 no. It's a, it's an interesting study in dialogue because I think like a lot of things that you 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 shouldn't just read the best thing ever made. You should read all sorts of stuff to study what you know what other people are doing wrong. Learn from I people's see. mistakes. Yeah. And, <laughs> and there's a and shit exactly. ton of them in this movie. And so, uh, well, in 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 the beach bum, the but the characters are so warped and they're so harmony Corinne. And it's just an interesting study in what can happen if you're not paying attention mm. to the motivations of your character, <laughs> you know, when you're writing dialogue. Yeah. Mm. Um, but uh, I thought great. that was interesting. How much this movie? Yeah. yeah. How much did yeah. you make? In, uh, in this movie, the lead character, Moondog, disguises himself in woman's clothing to escape discovery from the police. Uh, uh, I don't remember that part at all. Yeah. It's, I think it's a really small part of this movie, but uh, it's. I think it's in the Still beginning counts. when he first gets away. Um, but... Timmer, how much did it make in nineteen or twenty nineteen? Earlier this year, that was like an internet release almost. Um, it was in theaters. I did see it in theaters. Oh, you saw it in theaters? I did. Interesting. Yeah, man, you see everything. It's a McConaughey, uh, and it's a McConaughey. It is, but it's not. It, yeah, I don't know. This one didn't get a lot of press. You I just start want to say nineteen million dollars. That's why I'm making him go. All right, first. I gotta start writing these things down. Yeah, I'm gonna start writing these things down. Whatever. All right, Derek, so how much did it make? Nineteen million dollars, I said. Nineteen million. Twenty-four million is what I said. Joey, uh, Derek says twenty-four, and Joey. I said fifty-six. Fifty-six. You are all way the fuck out of the ballpark here. This one came in at three point five million dollars. Wow, Timmer is going to take that one. Oh, cool. Hey, neat. Bomb and a half. Yep. Yeah, but I like fuck Harmony Corinne, dude. And this, and like I said, this film got like zero press. What you don't like kids? The creepiest movie of Jesus all time. Christ. I actually think that kids is socially relevant, actually, but I, do, too. Uh, I I do like think it. that Harmony Corinne's a little, a little twerp, gentlemen. That's, yeah, we'll say that. I ain't met the guy. Next up on the list, the most powerful man in the world in 2011, Mr. Clint Eastwood gave us Jedgar. Clint Eastwood. Mr. Eastwood. Asked what? Mr. Asked Mr. Ace. Mr. <laughs> Spitting BBs out Wait, what on movie is this? I didn't even hear. What, What's that? What movie? What? what? I, didn't, I didn't hear. Jedgar. Jedgar. Oh, J. Edgar. Yeah. Yes. That's uh, the one with uh, Leo, right? Yeah. And uh, what year was that? That is 2011. And that was an Asked what? That was an Asked what? After his mother dies, who was showing Donnie her said? dress and necklace. 2005? Uh, 2011. Who's that? Such 2000 a boomer movie. Mm-hmm. This is the biggest boomer. It is. Movie. I didn't see it. Timur, how much did Jedgar make? Jedgar made 
Fifty-six million dollars. Fifty-six million dollars. I wrote it down. Joey, eighty-six. Six million dollars, Derek. Forty-three. Forty-three million dollars. Jedger came in at thirty-seven million dollars. Derek Woo! takes that one away as well. Derek. Derek. Yeah. I mean, it looked boring <sighs> as shit. So. It did. Yeah. Yeah, it did. All right, gentlemen. <laughs> Next up on the list. The superhero movie, or I'm sorry, yeah, the superhero movie to end all superhero movies, hopefully, in 2018, directed by Aaron Horvathel and Peter Rita Mitchell, we have mm. Teen Titans Go to the movies. Well, <laughs> what? 2018's when? Teen Titans Go to the movies. The thing? Yeah. Teen Titans Go made a movie. Uh, apparently Slade is disguised as a female movie director named Jade Wilson. Oh, jeez. Yeah, I don't... <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. La- yeah, last year's Teen Titans Go movie. How much did right, you make, Timmer? In. Uh, who? Me? Timmer. Uh, I had $158 million. Wow. It, it's a kid's it's movie. It's like you're in my head. Really? Yeah. I was going to say, yeah, because like that, that's Derek pre-sold property. I had $154 million. Fuck. And Joey? said 50 Fifty million dollars. Joey takes this one away. It came in at twenty nine. Wow, Dad, but it's a kids' movie. Well, people should be taking their kids to movies. What yeah. are you parents doing not out there? Uh, I guess all these kids have iPads now. Oh yeah. So like, yeah, if it's not a huge property, then I don't think people go. Really. Yeah, get it back. Sit over there and watch your Teen Titans movie. Yeah, quit being yeah, quiet. I'm not taking you anywhere, gentlemen. Nothing is inconceivable. In 1994, nice. directed by Riven, Riven Eichmann. Riven, Riven, Riven Eichmann. Riven Reichman. It's not Reichman. It's Reitman. 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 Ivan Reitman. We have 1994's Junior. Junior? <laughs> Wait, what? Junior. This is Arnold Schwarzenegger disguising himself to hide in a woman's shelter during the last few months of an experimental male pregnancy. Yeah, this uh, is what Arnold year Schwarzenegger again? as a pregnant person. 1994. Four? Ivan Reitman's Junior. Junior. Timmer, how much did Junior uh, make? $64 million. $64 million. And Junior and Joy? 92. $92 million, says Joey and Derek. Shell Oil Jr., $56 million. $56 million. Jr. came in at $36 million. That one is going to go to Derek, and Derek takes the game. Yes. Thank you, gentlemen. This has been the most wondrously, fabulously game on the internet, and this has been Guest Superhouse! Wonderful. Okay, so uh, we're going to move on pretty quickly because we are already pretty late into this podcast. So we're going to talk about the are sound. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, cool. Yeah. Go, go, go oh, do your oh, bullshit. Oh, shit. We know you hate this. Sorry, sorry, sorry. sorry. Thank you. Leave. Go. I wait for them to leave. Yeah, now you just want them gone. Yeah, so you can I don't actually... want to talk to them. They're rude. Sean, let's talk about the sound. Yep. Um, <laughs> so obviously the music is very heavy when we have some- She uh, had a theme, Joey. Did you like that? She had a theme? I liked it. <laughs> I thought, honestly, um, there wasn't enough music. Mm. There was a good amount of it in in specific moments, yeah, yeah. but overall, there was a lot of times where there was just silence. Yeah, I thought the use of music was good, but yeah, I do agree that they could have used quite a bit more. Yeah. Um, it was a little bit cheesy, like I said. The uh, the um, uh, the plunger over the trumpet thing is, you know, a little bit just on the nose, I think. But, but yeah, but that's the 
it's supposed to be a bit tongue in cheek yeah, with yeah. the music. I do believe so. And I think there's some really nice comedic moments. It's not easy to write music for comedy because you can easily go over the top, you know? True. And you have to ride that line because you, it's also you need to make sure there's moments for silence so those jokes land, yeah. you know, so those di the dialogue can land. And there also has to be those moments of sweetness and kind of, you know, the little bit more tense stuff too. Right. And I wanted to notice, I wanted you, I, you did kind of point it out, but I wanted to point out uh, there's a lot of great tone changes in the music, right? Mm. You know, we go from comedy to sadness to, you know, <sighs> especially there's a great moment at the at the end when Tony Curtis and Jack Lemmon are being chased and they're underneath the table at the mafioso convention mm -hmm. and they see the spats on the ground and all of a sudden the music changes from being chase, 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 chase to, oh my God, yeah, yeah. you know, thriller music. So I also want to talk about the nice diegetic music on the radio. I thought it was a nice touch mm -hmm. when she put, turned the radio on. She made some really good choices in music that I thought was like, <laughs> you know, good job, Marilyn. You know, what, what did he call it? Uh, like going to the orchestra for, if you're tone deaf. <laughs> that was nice. Actually, that was a really good analogy. Um, I just think that overall, even the musical performance is really nice. They were obviously lip synced, but you know, she's got a good voice, as you said, Sean. Yeah. I think and she, that was her voice. That was her, right? I think so. Even on I, the hot dog I, I always, think, I always wonder with that. No, no. With that I think stuff. a few of the songs, definitely. Um, not, I'm not sure of everything, but I think yeah. she, like three of the songs, I believe. Um, I thought she had a good voice. What did you think, Tim? Did you like her voice? Oh, oh, no, fantastic. I That that was actually why I, I always kind of wonder with stuff like that because she was an actress, you know, or an actor, not a singer necessarily, or at least I don't, I didn't know her to be a singer. And I anytime I see somebody singing in a movie and it's overdubbed, clearly, I always assume it's just like, oh, so that's somebody else. Um, so I was, oh, I, didn't uh, I didn't assume that it was her at all. Mm -hmm. I thought it was because she, her movements matched up very well. But uh, but the singing was nice. I did like the singing very much. She had a great vibrato, especially with like uh, some of those consonants. I her always wonder how people pull that off. Like a thing? No, 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 no. Doing the vibrato with a con. So like like if she's singing and and holding a note on an end or something. While she's got her tongue to the roof of her mouth doing that end sound, she's but she's yeah, but she's still doing a really beautiful vibrato. That was a three stages. I thought I thought that was uh, you know, whatever. I agree. It's good. She got a nice vibrato. Just this say is, it. This is why I go get fucking sodas while you're doing this because I try to I try to have meaningful. <laughs> I'm fucking with you. Yeah, that's great. Quit checking out her vibrato. It's good shit. Yeah. Um. I thought the chase music was great. Whenever they got chased, the French farce kind of bullshit. Mm. There's just great stuff. Um, besides that, um, the ADR, some weird ADR. Hot dogs? What's up with the hot dog? Why did she say that? Hot dog. She said, all right, so this is, this is uh, I wonder what she said, but I think she said condoms. That's not right. Okay, that's not correct. So we're going to move on. I'm going to go get condoms and potato salad? Doesn't make any sense. It's is like a... Dude, yeah, that's, that's <laughs> what they eat. It's like a fucking That's what people eat in Chicago. That's, that's what you want. <laughs> condoms and potato salad. You think she, that was in the dialogue? Yeah. You think Chicago they tried to get Marilyn Monroe? Salad. Chicago <laughs> staples. <laughs> Why would she want hot dogs okay. and potato salad? Here's Nobody used condoms in the 20s. two o'clock in the morning. Two o'clock in the morning. Potato salad. You got to have... Relax. You gotta have condoms. Do you think they sold prophylactics back in 29? They were sheepskin yes. and they were reusable and you carried it with you. Really? Okay. Let's all calm well, down. I mean, that's, that's pretty late. That's a Wikipedia text. article like, I'm gonna read. It's the 20s. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, Handkerchiefs. 
There you go. They actually were. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Pocket prophylactics. You know, yeah, usually people just carry it around like a candy wrapper or something like that. Yeah, easy. You guys done? Yeah. Good. Can we talk about sound jokes? Thank you. <laughs> oh my God. I think that the problem was this. They wanted to go home and Marilyn Monroe could not get the fucking line right. That's yeah. what happened. And they obviously were like, fuck it, we'll fix it in post. Who cares? She can't pronounce one word over and over and over again. We'll just move on. I really don't think that's what it was. That's exactly what it was. And that's pretty she much what it was. She was pregnant at exactly. the time. Pretty sure that she said condoms. And the <laughs> SCC was like, nah. Uh, there were some bad sound effects. The 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 gunshots sometimes were like a second late. Did you guys oh, notice that yeah. at the end? Eh, that's kind of when he shot. Uh, you know, uh, spats. <clears throat> oh, that particular scene, I did notice it because he he kind of delivered like a fuck you line uh, mm-hmm. before he gets shot for the last time, and that that sound effect does come before the bullet. Like second, it's, it's maybe way it was off. like way across the room. <laughs> he was three miles away sniping him. Yeah. 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 He compensated for the drop really well. Yeah. But uh I also wanted to comment on one thing I loved about the Maracas. Um obviously we talk they we if you see the behind the scenes thing, they talk about how Jack Lemon kind of just wanted to play with the Maracas. But I also wanted to point out that I love that Jack Lemon waited in to deliver to deliver his lines. Right? He Maraca shake, Maraca shake, Maraca shake. Here's a line. Maraca yeah. shake, Maraca shake. Well, I think that, that was a little more uh, Billy Wilder than Jack Lemon. Because, yeah, well, from what I understand, like he had that on the set when Jack Lemon walked on and let him know, like he was going to play it like a blues song. You know, just kind of shake, 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 deliver you, shake, shake, shake. Really? When did you hear that? I didn't think it was, I didn't hear anything about a blues I didn't, song. No, 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 but, no, 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 no. That was, that was me paraphrasing and just mm. a bit of a metaphor. But yeah, because uh, he was very happy like, in that moment. That yeah. was when he decided, when he was uh, ecstatic that he was going to be a new blushing bride. Yes, exactly. Yeah. But it was a Billy Wilder directorial gotcha. thing, not a, not st- a Jack I sh- Lemon. I, the only thing I want to point out, honestly, is sound, is that I appreciate people not making noise on top of the dialogue. Thanks, guys. Yeah. If you have, especially for dinner scenes, guys, if the you have- favorite ear boom. Yeah, if you have yeah. a close-up and well, your yeah. actor is eating- don't have them actually eat. Don't, yeah. don't have them move the fork and knife. It's you not in the need frame. The plate there. Yeah, just fake it. Okay, I hate it's one big pet peeve of mine. Everyone does that, and we get horrible sound on top of the dialogue. Can't use that dialogue. Yeah. Anywho. Yep. Nice tip for you guys out there. Yeah. Well, you know, as people this grow, as people grow as filmmakers, they kind of learn the difference between life and performance, the way things work. Uh, I loved some of these bad pronunciation of things. One notice, what I had, one thing I had was Bryn Mawr. They kept saying Bryn Mawr. Bryn Mawr is a university. It's outside of Philadelphia, so I'm aware of it. But- Bryn Mawr is also a, uh, it's a neighborhood in Chicago. Oh, uh, I thought they were referencing the university because they're talking. I don't know because uh, well, the, the 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 film set in Chicago initially. No, they, were, they yeah, but the, it was they, the girls they, that were referencing that, that Vassar yeah. and, and and colleges. Oh, she's a Vassar girl. Well, whatever. Yep. Bryn Mawr is where Sven Gulli's from, so that's Berwin. Berwin, true. But uh, Berwin and Bryn Mawr are both exits on the yeah, red line, and they're next true. to each other. <laughs> Derek, do you think the music was special in this movie? What do you think? Yes. Why? Because. Okay. I don't remember it at all. I don't remember anything of the music, actually. Really? I, I, actually, Obviously no, you do. I remember the songs that she sang. Marilyn Monroe. You remember Marilyn Monroe's? Yeah. 
Her one big <laughs> song in the like middle. Okay. Sure. That was a big song that you were looking at. That big song. Yeah, happy yeah. birthday, she Mr. Sung. President. Yeah. Yeah, something like that. Did you think it was uh, too cheesy when she had the muted trumpets and the trombones playing every time? Yes. She was yeah, I thought that that yes. was a, a, a bit over the top. Yeah. And, and it I, was yeah. oddly, it was, yeah, it was like weirdly pornographic. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 I think that's only from our standpoint, though. I don't know that that porn connotation was there. In, Probably, yeah, didn't, yeah. yeah. Just something that didn't age well. Yeah. Not something that was originally intended. Do you think it was like a laugh line? In the 50s? I what, the Wawa's? The yeah, when she kind of like walked out. Oh my God, I think, oh, yeah. you think people are like, ha, ha, ha. I think it that's was, more just like trope than anything. Yeah, yeah. I think that's just, you know, the um, sort of femme fatale, old school sort yeah. of, you know. Well, it, uh, I, I think that's even like a uh, burlesque or a vaudeville sort of thing. I just think that it might have been like, oh, her butt's sticking out, ha, 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 kind of thing, too, at certain moments. I don't no, think anyone was, was laughing at her ass. No, no. no. It, it was very much just like, va, va, voom, yeah, fellas, exactly. am I right? Wink, yeah, wink, nudge, but nudge. Exactly, yeah. right? The am I right thing is the key. It's like, ha, yeah. ha, ha. Yeah, but it's kind of tongue in cheek a little bit, you know? Which cheek? Yeah, it's like, it's like how laugh tracks in the 90s were, you know, sort of, you know, just like, hey, this is how we feel. Hey, this is how we're feeling. Yeah. The thing that was annoying was those uh the elevator the uh, the descending or ascending i loved how how <laughs> weirdly quick it was it was like so mm. gross <laughs> it was gross gross. 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 It's like, gross it's like what yeah come we, on we get the elevators going down we yeah, don't need that sound. i can I, I watch the thing i don't need to hear it too Just give me a break what Thanks. sound would you play if that was a shot, though, you have to have some sound. I would not. Yeah, music. I would not. Yeah, mute. Uh, anything other than that. Yeah, maybe some. Yeah, maybe some diegetic music of the lobby. Yeah, I actually, don't recall the sound. You don't recall the sound. It was sound? just a. <laughs> 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 Yeah, yeah this movie like is very much like a precursor to some of these like more silly uh, '60s comedies that, yeah. that we'll see. And there's definitely a lot of Three Stooges stuff, you know, when they kept having the chase scenes and they kept going back and forth and running into each other. It was yeah. Yeah. farcical. Anywho, let's move on. Um, Sean, what did you think this movie looked like? Um, how did it look? It looked like a Billy Wilder movie. Um, what, uh, what's a Billy Wilder movie look like? Like uh, uh, Sunset question. Boulevard or uh, Some Like It Hot or... Uh, now you're just naming watch? Billy well, Wilder movies. <laughs> Like grand sets. I'm sorry. Studio. Oh, yeah. yeah. Lighting. Um, most. Well, it is studio. It's almost. It's almost sitcommy, but it's very like uh, subdued. So it's lower key sitcom. If you can kind of yeah. you know jive with that, um, it is a. Uh, a very sort of classical sort of cinematography in that most of it doesn't really call attention to itself as, as so much as it serves the story properly. Um, I never felt like I was missing anything and I never felt like we were seeing things that we shouldn't yeah. see or seeing things that were uh, wrong or out of the ordinary or just, you know, superfluous. Yeah. We were where we needed to be. And then there were some moments like we talked about earlier where um, – 
uh, he's getting out of the bathtub and we just do this subtle pan over to reveal that the window is open. And if you weren't really paying attention, you might not notice, but that little shot just revealed everything that you were asking about that scene. And they didn't have to go into exposition and explaining why, you know, how'd you beat me here? Oh no. You know, you didn't have to have that stupid little dialogue scene. You literally just did that with a pan Mm -hmm. and we knew everything that was going on. Yeah. So it's, you know, this, this like controlled simplicity that is right for the moment, I would say is, is, and that's kind of a through line through a lot of Billy Wilder. It seems like it. Yeah. It's, you know, there, um, there aren't a whole lot of shots that really call attention to themselves and of themselves. Yeah. I mean, you know, uh, Sunset Boulevard. And he is known for some really bold and bold and well done stuff. Right. Yeah. 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 But like even the, um, the stunt stuff, like the fucking, um, uh, we we were talking, well, we, I don't think we talked about it on the show yet, but the, uh, the driving scenes at the beginning when the cops are chasing the gangsters around, all those are fantastic. Yeah, they are like full on fucking impact. It's a little undercranked. Those, but. yeah, those those stuntmen of that era, just yep. like man, hats off to those guys. Like the same thing with watching stagecoach. It's like mm. fuck, some of these guys had to have been hurting. Yeah, just, you know, because they they were actually crashing cars on the sets, and it looked like they were on the back lot almost. Like, well, yeah, they're they're on some sort of a stage or on sort of a lot, but like. First off, the cars that they're driving are, you know, the 20s cars yeah. that are like the old Tim Lizzie's or whatever, the old, you know, super um, uh, coachy sort of Fords and whatnot. Yeah. But also these guys are uh, piled into the cars and riding on the running boards and shit. So yeah. they're, you know, like they're hang- cops yeah. in a sedan. And they're hanging on the outside and crashing into each other while they're hanging on the outside of these things and like spinning around and shit. Like, you know, again, it's crazy. Yeah. These are fucking Buster Keaton level stunts. I would would love to see like set photography of stunt work Mm -hmm. like that from the era. I think that'd be great. I honestly, I. Joey, can you pull that up? (laughs) Pull it up. I I often get the impression that most of that was just like, oh, let's fucking do it. And we'll shoot it. And like, you know, that's why we're so uh, particular about the way we do things now is because they were so reckless back then in that, you know. Yeah. If a stunt guy got injured, well, yeah. that's why we used a stunt guy, and that's why we didn't use the actor. Yeah, just, <laughs> like, I, yeah I guess it's Ricky No Legs now. Exactly. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. But I mean, you know, beyond that, it is a very sort of, um, you know, stu- studio sort of movie. Um, but, you know, it's not noir. It's not, you know, anything very particular, but it is well-crafted and styled to the feeling and the mood of the story. I think you're right. I think Billy Wilder, at least to me from the three movies we've seen, is very good at many different styles. Yeah. I mean, we've seen a noir and Double Indemnity. We've seen, I guess, a noir in Sunset Boulevard, but not quite. More of a thriller, I suppose. What a bummer uh, that I didn't, uh, I wasn't on the Double Indemnity. Well, you know, get your shit together. Yeah, right. I guess so. Either way, I think it's just, you're right. It shows his versatility as a director. And I think he's, and his ability to create good scripts. And that's that's yeah. the, the through line to me. It's just the yeah. amazing dialogue throughout, no matter what he does. It's really clear from watching this why he's one of the greats. And he works with that guy, um, Di- Diamond. I-A-L Diamond It's such an interesting relationship. They're so antagonistic to each other. And they kind of described it almost like a marriage. Yeah. And Graham and talked it, about this in our previous episode. They had a real they, odd couple yeah. kind of a uh, dynamic. It was kind of, mm. it was cute to watch. They fight in, a lot. In the interviews. For sure. Yeah. yeah. They seem to be like the kind of, you know, people that are like at each other's throats mm. to make each other better. Yeah, yeah. exactly. You know? Yeah. Uh, but it was, it was an interesting, uh, it was an interesting dynamic and I, I'd be, I'd be 
interested to see, you know, more about how that uh, was on set. One thing I also point I noticed a lot in that was really great about this, not necessarily the shots or the lighting was, but just the props and all the mise en scène, all the little things mm-hmm. from you know the little yeah. guns to the Wall Street Journal to the glasses to the even just the the yeah. costumes, and obviously the makeup and the costumes of Jack Lemmon and Tony Curtis. You in know? The douchebags. It was interesting mm-hmm. how little they did actually. They just kind of gave them like pixie wigs and mm-hmm. vague lipstick that it was. Apparent, apparently, he would be able to jump in and out of his male character and not take his makeup off. That was a little bit strange sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the makeup issue was a little weird. A couple so, small leaps. I think, and they said this too, they shot in black and white to kind of make to, up for To them. mask it, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. these guys are- They're, they're dudes. They're leading, <laughs> they're leading men. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're going to be dashing and handsome and tall. But sometimes good-looking men would make a good-looking woman. And I don't think that's that crazy. And, and Jack Lemmon does today. make a pretty lady. Yeah, I mean, if you like, I would say, you know, you, know, you make Orlando yeah. Bloom into a Tony woman. Tony Curtis makes more of a B. Arthur, you know, sturdy. Yeah, kind of, yeah, B. Arthur. Yeah, although I, I think he was Noble. the better-looking of the two, if you know, Jack uh, Lemmon versus Jack Lemmon was cute. He had a nice I, smile. He was, personality-wise, Jack Lemmon, I've taken it any day. Jack Lemmon yeah. as a woman was fun. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Down for anything. Oh, yeah. Mm. She was a great girl. Well, at first, she plays hard to get. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I'm just not sure it was this playing. Is going I just nowhere don't, fast. I, I, I think it was a character <laughs> evolution. To that... Avoid stepping on Bob. <laughs> um, She's Betty White. She was Betty White if. Uh, if With the other is B. Arthur. Who is B? Who is Betty? Hey, she was Rue McClanahan all fucking day. Are you kidding me? Jesus. And then I don't think we had a Rue. Yeah, uh, we didn't have no. Oh, Rue. we had a Rue. Smart no, talking. No, we did not have the, a Rue. Smart talking. Who's smart talking. No, the the band leader smart was Rue. Smart talking ends up with the rich boat fella. And is like looking, yeah, no, 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 no. Okay. She's Rue McClanahan. And then uh <laughs> uh and then our Betty White, of course, is gonna be uh Monroe. Barely Monroe. Monroe. Yeah. Barely she's Monroe. got the hair. Well, well I mean, both kinda... and she's a well, little, Sophia, a little just Harry. like who, who so the heck's Sophia? That is uh of course Sally uh, Struthers. The, 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 the band leader. It's, yeah, it's because he's oldest. Spielberg. William H. That's William H. William H. William H. No, 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 William H is like Who's the band leader lady? No, no, no! It's not Sweet Sue. It's uh, it's Hildengird. What's Hildengird? What's his fucking name? Beanstalk. No Beanstalk. Oh. Hildengird. Beanstalk is way I went so, so many yeah. different places. Jesus. Beanstalk is something. Yeah, maybe Beanstalk was something you five minutes ago. You wanted to make your catchphrase so much that we wanted to make it a drop. <laughs> it was. It wasn't what I said. It was how I said it. Uh, Sean, anything else with the lighting or the? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Any about was, how it looking? Derek, what do you think? <laughs> it's in black and white, guys. Meh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, you know, interesting choice for the time, but uh, you know, they did want it to be period, and of course, like we said, it was because they were pretty, pretty butch ladies, <laughs> and they wanted to sell it a little easier. And I think it was a, I think it was a wise choice to put it in black and white. And it's also in the twenties too, so I think it works too. Um, it's a kind of a well, yeah, period, period. piece. Only one scene I remember where they're like, "Hey, let's adjust the lighting in the scene where, uh, where like uh, she's like, where he says the light switches over there, and then she turns the lights mm. off." Mm. Yeah, yeah. Could have used a little more of that. I think I they, like lights being I think turned. They call off. that one a gag. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever appropriate, of course. Let that be known. Let that be known. I Sometimes want- I like them on. 
I just want all my movies shot in the dark. No, pretty he, much. He doesn't care about that. He wants no, the wants change. change. Yeah. I want change yes. in my transition. Shot. You want to feel five grips you know what clicking, I always, clicking switches? You know yes. what I always hate? And this was a, like a lot more prominent in like 90s uh, studio movies. But the shutting off the bed lamp and immediately the blue lamp turns on behind the camera. Uh, and it's just really badly done mm-hmm. through like some cheap looking fucking cookie. Uh, I don't know. I just, I don't, I don't like it. You know, I like yeah, cookies. Bad lighting sucks. Yeah, I'm just saying. Like, was that a thing though? You turned off your light in your bedroom, and your nightlight instantly turned on. No, well, it's no. supposed to be the moonlight coming yes. on. It's supposed to be uh, mimicking the oh, I thought the it was blue your nightlight. No, it's yeah. It it the uh, to do that right, the moonlight should be on the whole time. But right. when they do it wrong, they try and switch them both at the same time, and it just gives it a weird, creepy yeah. sort of yeah. feel. Well, and they you just you know they probably have money. some slow doper on the dimmer. You know, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> That's exactly grips. what it is. It's somebody's fucking nephew. <laughs> Goddamn Jason. And they're dude. like, whatever, it's the fucking page master. Who cares? Let's get out of here. <laughs> yep. Get back there. Flick the switch. That when specifically I say. happened in the page master. Nicole. <laughs> All right. Um, I don't really have a game here right now because you we've already done this bitch. year. We've already done 1959. Um well, Billy Wilder- come up with one? No, I didn't really no? come up with well, that. Here's where I came up with instead. I, okay. I actually, Can I, we play I, a theme I, song? Think, I think we could do uh, Cast It Today and have a little fun with it. That sounds lovely. Should we do the theme song for that? You guys want to? You know, let's do yeah, the theme let's song do the for, theme for that. Song let's reclaim our time. That's enough of that. Okay. And uh, so. Who do you want to cast it today hey, with, Tim? So I was, I was watching this with Tony Curtis and I thought, I'd love to see Ray Liotta. And like Steve Buscemi. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Ray Liotta maybe 20 years ago. Like I said Steve Buscemi kind of off the top of my head because I'm kind of, I, I was looking for like a Don Knotts character yeah, to, to play the, the lemon part. Buscemi did a movie where he dressed like a girl, didn't he? Tu Wong Fu. Did he? Uh, tu Wong Fu? Was he in that? Or maybe I haven't it was seen uh, that. Priscilla, Queen of the Desert? It's one of those. I, I, think, think, those confused. I think we go Dwayne The Rock Johnson. And, and Kevin and Hart. No, I was going to go Mark Wahlberg. Oh. <sighs> I don't think that's possible to make the rock into a, a lady. That's, that's what's hilarious. That's what's great. Because she's got like Polynesian tattoos. <laughs> we got CGI these days, you know? No, I think well, it's no, there's funnier gotta be a scene where he's like covering yeah. up his tattoos. But honestly, yeah. like that's almost kind of the way that they're taking the Jumanji remix. Yeah. Yeah, yeah true. And they're doing that with Dwayne. Yep. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Of course, Dwayne. Highest paid actor could, in Hollywood. Could handle yeah. that? Do you think The Rock? Could? I think The Rock could handle that. Oh, yeah, he's got yeah. Voice oh, yeah. You he's put got him the opposite, chops. like you put him oh, opposite yeah. Wahlberg. He's gonna act <clears throat> circles around that guy. Hmm. Total. Is there some kind of transformer here? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's well, there's a couple different Wahlbergs <laughs> that are available to you. There's there's confused declawed Wahlberg. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Oh, is this a transformer? Oh, oh it's oh. pretty big. <laughs> and then there's like knock around guys, Wahlberg, which is just, I don't know. And then there's Marky Mark. And then Marky Mark, of course. Yeah. Which yeah. is the Wahlberg that claimed he could uh, save the world from 9-11. That was Donnie. Was that really Donnie? I'm not familiar with this shit at all. No, that was Mark Wahlberg. Yeah. Was, did he say that? That he said if he was on the if plane, he, the plane, yeah. he would yeah. have saved everyone. You know what else is crazy about Mark Wahlberg? He almost beat a Chinese guy to death while shouting racial slurs at him. 
and like everybody just kind of forgot. Wow, you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. When was this? Yeah, this was like several. This was like a couple decades ago. Jesus. But like, yeah, he just like full on did that. You know, mm. one one wonders. Well, it's like everyone forgets Don King stomped that guy to death, and then they named the street after him that he did it on. Yeah. Oh, jeez. <laughs> yep. Yeah. <it's> true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Some people suck. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, well, who we cast for Marilyn Monroe, guys? <laughs> <laughs> ScarJo, um, man. ScarJo all the way. No. Not a bad pick. Uh, um, what is, oh, my God. The other one. <laughs> the other the one? The other one. Yeah, the other blonde who's in everything. M-Blow. M- M- you guys know who no. I'm talking about. She's in everything. Oh, I was thinking she's the, Harley Quinn or whatever. Oh, she was oh in, yeah. yeah, she's in everything. Margot Robbie, yeah, yeah Margot yeah. Robbie. I would or, go Alice Eve though. Alexa- Alice Eve too. Alexandra D'Addario. Yeah, yeah. I, I, not to not to. Uh, you need someone who's got a little more voluptuous. Yeah, I was body type. I, I was thinking her, yeah. No, no, no. Th- th- those are good picks. I think he no, said the- Margot Robbie, which is oh no, no, no. But Margot Robbie's got that like kind of head head turning quality that she could absolutely do it. that she could do it. she's supposed she to have, and she, she could, do could do it, and she could crush it. Um, but uh, also, it would be cool to see like uh, Kate McKinnon. Fuck you! In the- <laughs> I don't think. Just a piss off. Tina Fey. Yeah. Uh, Dame Judi Dench. Ah, that's Sophia Vergara. Sophia Vergara? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be cool. Wear a blonde that'd be wig. interesting. Why does she have to be blonde? Marilyn Monroe? True, not necessarily. Yeah, okay. Yeah. You're right. You're right. Like, You're right. You know, the unfortunate. You, you have never once mentioned the hair color of a man when we have swapped him out. Well, and now all of a sudden. No, that's not fair. <laughs> the, the unfortunate. <laughs> the the unfortunately reductive thing in this casting is like, you know, who are you going to pick for Marilyn Monroe's character? It's like, I don't know, who's society's va-va-voom girl? Exactly. You know, because yeah. yeah. at point. any given time, yeah. there's society's va-va-voom girl. You could do this with Cardi B today and Cardi it would sell B. tickets. She's a, she's the Vava Voom girl. She's a Vava I, I would have accepted be, a Kardashian. She's but, making uh, a film career these days. She's trying. She's in a motion picture. Yeah. She's in a motion. I, I, she is certainly no Marilyn, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Cardi B is my Marilyn. <laughs> I can't. By the way, that was a really good reference. If anyone got that, also the double, you probably didn't mean this, but that was also a reference to when the senator said, you're no John F. Kennedy. Yeah. Hmm. Pointing that out for the people at home. What senator? Forget who was said it. What's the guy running against uh, Dan Quayle? Yeah, I can't remember. Oh, I forgot his name. Ugly Joe. He may in the pale. Um. So, are we done with casting it today? We got it. We got everyone. I guess we got. Well, I don't think we've got everybody. But we didn't really do William H. But uh, yeah. it's fine. Yeah, William, it William H. Well, you do William H. Macy. Yeah. He would be great in that role. Like, think of his character in, like, Happy Texas, you know? (laughs) Like, he would would crush it. He'd do it great. Uh, How about for uh, uh, Lil Napoleon? I want want a good Lil Napoleon. Lil Napoleon. Uh, I I was thinking, yeah, like Bob Hoskins, but he's he's Mm. dead. So Joe Pesci would be a good one. Yeah. I think Pesci's retired. Or or Danny DeVito, you yeah. know, if you had Danny him in like DeVito, a bald yeah. cap with the hearing, <laughs> yeah. and, you know, That'd and just so like funny. really ham it up, you know, kind of the way that they did uh, Tom Cruise's character in oh, Tropic Thunder, yeah, totally. yeah. you know, okay. just like way too much. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, the uh, uh, Michael Madsen for Spats. Uh, for Spats. Mm. Sure. I am a Madsen fan, but he I, could do it, but it'd be a bad casting. Yeah, choice. he's just a little too like. 
I don't know, stoic or too like cool guy for yeah, that he, leader yeah, he's a sort of. Too, yeah, uh, 90s Marlboro Man commercial guy. Kind mm. of, yeah. Um, it needs to be a little bit more like slimy, sort of like Trump Jr. sort of character. Ah, uh, yeah. Um, hmm. I kind of wanted Giovanni to ask about some. <laughs> I wanted to ask you guys about some of the political issues. I believe there's not a ton in here. Um, it's certainly a movie of yesterday. Yeah, for sure. Vote none of the above. The one I thought that was actually kind of ancillary was the Italian angle. I thought that was kind of interesting. Oh, was yeah. this a little bit bigoted towards Italian people? It, oh, uh, or put a, the portrayal of in a people. casual. Lazy way, yes. Yeah, it certainly did the- All of the Italian characters were dopes, but there were also also henchmen. Yeah. And you, you never get a smart henchman. Well, also they're all criminals. It, yeah. Honestly, well, I think even the, well, the smart ones too, little, little Napoleon and Spatz are smart. I think it yeah, was more movie but they're, tropes but they're not than henchmen. racism though. What? I think it was more movie tropes than racism. Fair. Like, but, you know, it, some, but, but you know, this, Italians this, this, that the, leads to oh. the, you know, to the point that some tropes are racist. What about, I mean, the opera thing was a little much. The mozzarella's got. Uh, I fucking love that. But I also <laughs> am like a real piece of shit. The mozzarella's <laughs> funeral parlor. I, I just, yeah, it, it was just like, it's a stupid joke. You know, it's like you'd see that in a Bob's Burgers episode or something. There were, there was a few lines in this that mm-hmm. seemed almost contemporarily nihilistic. Um, to in be fair, humor. I mean, it, it, to be you, fair, if you're doing it his, historically, say Valentine's Day mass, massacre thing. <laughs> Trademark. Has to be Italian mafia. Can't have yeah. Al Capone as there was right. a Ju- there's a Jewish mafia. There's yeah, but they didn't do the same Valentine's Day massacre. Yeah, no. yeah, they weren't Chicago. They weren't yeah yeah. But there's that movie. There's a movie there. I'm sure there's some with uh, what's his name from Safe Men is about the Jewish mafia in Rhode Island. Guy, the guy from Vegas, who's a big Jewish gangster. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, He's in Godfather too. Actually, they talk is that about him. In the Bull? Or, no, mm. it's okay. Well, it's, yeah. Someone's gonna email me and hate that me. Cobra. That Cobra. <laughs> Stallone's doing it too. <laughs> cobra. Wait, two. I'm cobra. sorry. I gotta Co- ask a little bit here. Did you just you made that up, right? No. <laughs> That's a thing. It's a reference to a movie uh, that uh, it's a Michael Douglas and Albert Brooks movie from like 2001. Uh, <laughs> that called Fat Cobra. Is no, it? a big uh, like so. a, a, a fictitious gangster in that oh, movie see. is known as the Fat Cobra. <laughs> I like okay. it, Fat Cobra. I like, it too. I like yeah. Cobra too. Got a great soundtrack that movie. Bad Fingers, like featured really prominently in the picture. Well, no matter what we do, we're going to move on. So <laughs> we have to move on to our next facet here. We're just going to be rating the film. I don't know. I don't have anything left. So Jesus we're going to we're going to rate this film. We're just going to rate the film now. Yeah, it's clunky as we're just gonna I think I think the best part of our podcast oh, is how no good we errata? do the transitions. There's no going to be any errata. Yeah. No, there was no, going to be do it after. After uh, okay. yeah, yeah. we rate and then errata. Yeah, yeah the errata is usually we usually rated. do that last. Yeah. And then, well, like, what would other people think? Oh. But when. Yeah, you want to do that? Okay. We can do what other people think. You want to hear what some other people think? Uh, uh, so, Jesus. Okay. Let's hear. Okay, let's Talk hear what other people, people think. think. Yeah. This is Derek. It's called. And it's called. called what yeah. other people think? Derek's got a segment. Maybe. Guys. Yeah. For now. Yes. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> off the MDB from the 21st of October 2017. Ooh, recent. CT Yankee won. 
Connecticut Yankee. Yep. Yep. In King Arthur's Court. One. The no- <laughs> one. Uh, gave this one star. Hmm. And then said in the title, really stupid movie. <laughs> the review I is, hope it as, was in lowercase letters. is as follows. Marilyn Monroe wearing dresses that expose a lot of her breast and a dress that goes so far down she might as well wear nothing. This mm. is awful for a movie made in 1959. Tony Curtis dressing up as a female, changing, and his voice not funny. His voice is not funny. Sorry, he did actually have his there. Uh, the reason for the men dressing up as women is stupid, and I don't think the reason the writers use is legitimate for dressing up men like women to escape gangsters. Mm. This is a movie transsexuals will enjoy. Whoa. We're making a sharp turn here. Yeah. In this review, it gets worse. I assume that's what most of the one-star reviews are going to be. Right. A lot of series with homosexuals are being put back on TV, like Frasier with two gays in real life. (laughs) Wait, what? But are his father and his brother on TV? Modern Family, Gay Fathers. Uh, Will and Grace, more homos. (laughs) Hey, Connecticut Yankee, how's your relationship with your son? Right, really. Murder, she wrote, has many homosexual actors. He's got problems with murder. Yeah, this right. guy's got some issues, man. This, this is um, yeah. This is more of like a cross section of society yeah, than just, it yeah, is. Yeah, like no, a we're learning review. a lot, right? Like, this are is, we? You just stumbled onto a clan page, man. I That's think like, no. This is on IMDb. This yeah, it's is a clan on page the, on the main page. I wonder IMDb. how many people found it helpful. Please read that at the end. Oh, we'll get to that. Yeah, uh, Ellen's series, and then uh, she is a homosexual. That's uh, that's what he verifies. There. Really? Who is? <laughs> Who is TV, Comcast, and other trying to promote? TV makes me sick. I am starting to hate TV. I don't know what that has to do with this movie, but... Some real tinfoil shit. Yeah, he's just... Yeah, he's an idiot. Uh, Okay, so two out of 26 found this helpful. Two out of 26, eh? Yeah. And then I got just one more, and this one's really tiny. This one gives us a a little, little more... Uh, <clears throat> let me see. Uh, uh, one star review also, because I figure we're all going to be higher than that. Um, uh, uh, this is from, uh, um, uh, I'll tell you afterwards. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, one marathon is the user's name. Uh, even Maryland's, yeah, one marathon, even Maryland's eye candy presence couldn't make me feel like, c- couldn't make me like this thing. Men running around in dresses, speaking in high-pitched voices. If I want that sort of thing, I'll watch Monty Python, where at least the humor is more timeless and real. This flick is weaker than my willpower when Doritos are in the room with me. So this movie, not for bigots. Yeah, I mean, Monty Python is a whole different thing. Monty Python is uh, not... The comedy isn't coming from... He just wants to say he likes Monty Python and Doritos. Yes. It doesn't challenge... Yeah, I don't like stuff that challenges my ideals, and Doritos are hard to say no to. This has been a review. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Do you have a theme song? Okay. Okay. 
This has been Derek. Stupid reviews. Derek's disasters. Derek's yeah. Derek's reviews. All right. Well, let, let's talk about it since we're kind of alluding to it before we do our reviews. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Is this movie transphobic, Tim? No. I think that anything in this, uh, in this, I, I think it's it's surprisingly not transphobic. I, I kind of thought that it was much more understanding than it was like a piss take on just like, isn't this funny? Look at them. They're not supposed to be like this, you know? And, and especially with the, the choice to leave that joke in at the end where it's just like, eh, nobody's perfect. Doesn't really matter. You know? Uh, I so you're right. I think, yeah. I, I, I thought that this movie had like a really like surprisingly liberal take on that for the time. At the beginning, they played it for laughs. They yeah, did, for they sure. Did. Of course. I just but think they, that eventually they moved past it, which right. was... Yeah. When they're stumbling around in the high heels, that is, you know, that first time that they are trying on being women, yeah. that is definitely played for the comedic value of, oh, these are men dressed as women. But yeah. really, that kind of fades away. In the rest of the movie, we are with these characters, and they are, mm-hmm. you know, it is almost very normalized that they are yeah. switching between these two uh, gendered characters. Yeah. What about that last uh, line at the end? Um, you, uh, Sean, you obviously said it changed the way you viewed that character. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, obviously, I, we saw from the behind the scenes they didn't quite mean it, but they left it in. So do you think that was risky to do? I mean- uh, in 59? Yeah, and I think it's, like you said earlier, I think it's one of those things that they they did and thought it was funny, but then kind of later realized the larger ramifications to the yeah. whole story. But they didn't take it out. No. And well, I, you do something sometimes, and then you realize what you have. Yeah, exactly. And I think this was one of those moments where they just did something because they needed to do something, yep. and yeah. then they realized what they had later, and it's like, oh, shit, we actually have something real, real good. Yeah. But it wasn't just good. It was controversial, I would assume, in the time. I agree. Do you think? You know, I, 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 I again, I don't know for it's, sure. I mean, it's I controversial. Either, yeah. I think it's light enough and comedic enough it's, that it just blasts through those people yeah, that would be bigoted I, enough to care. It feels like like something that could have been a dick joke in the writer room because, like, you're just you get kind of bored near the end mm. of the day. You make you know, like that that happens in every writer's room, I assume. Um, uh, and and you know the 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 controversial thing is choosing to keep it in there. That's what that's I mean. Some, that's what's brave. Yeah. Um, so you know, yeah, I think so. I think it's controversial and brave. I think so that. too. I mean, because they obviously figured out, you know, it has deeper meaning <laughs> afterwards, yeah. and they didn't they didn't take it out. They could have easily just switched it for some other ADR yeah. line, which they've done before. Did did uh, I did, think? I think if you were on board with the if I. Basically, by the time that line comes, if you were the type of person that was already offended by men dressing as women, then, you know, that line doesn't matter. True. But I think, you know, that I do think it was a bold decision and a brave decision, but I don't necessarily think it was controversial because the controversy, if you cared, was way earlier in that movie. True. I I don't quite agree. And it was a safe decision, too, because, like, that's the last thing. So, like, you can't lose anybody at that point because it's over, you know, it's like oh, you right. can't fire me. I'm quit. But yeah. it, but it is but it is the button, and it makes you mm-hmm. think. So it's the thing that you're going to talk about when you go home and you mm-hmm. sit in your car with your family. 
I think that's what's interesting to me is that it forces you, the, the people coming home in their cars to talk about, wait, was that man yeah, bisexual? Was he gay? Was I wonder he, how a person that like does is, he just like, is does a he, member like of like for his the LGBT community, like I wonder how they, they feel about that. You know, I think that'd yeah. be an interesting thing to learn. Unfortunately, we, we don't have that perspective. Yeah, we but, don't. That's a yeah. bummer. But I, I that think, we know of. Got anything to say, man? Hey, man. It's cool, dude. We're all on a spectrum somewhere. That's true. Very true. That's true. I like to think that I'm about as gay as, a, you know, as an unfortunately straight guy can be. Okay. Yeah. Mm. I like to be open-minded. Hmm. I think that's fine. So how did you feel about the end? Uh, yeah. It was, you know, if you, I just, if you uh, could put yourself in those shoes, how about that? If I could put myself in, in those shoes. The yeah. audience of 60. Uh, you know, like, the, that's the thing. Like, I, I, I would be really leery to... Uh, to assume that that anybody is so desperate for uh, uh, recognition that like they would you know, uh, I'm confused what you're getting. I'm sorry. In that like I I don't want to say like yeah I think that somebody would feel seen seeing something like that in a in a comedy in that yeah. you know but also like that's that's really not very much. No, I don't think representation it's representation not whatsoever. But it, so it's uh, kind of you know. But you know, in '59, I'm th thinking. Let's say you're gay in 1959. I think you're taking what you get. Well, yeah, we've we've talked about I this suppose. before. It sucks, which is a horrible thing to say. But I it's suppose like, it's like saying, okay, at least it's making people think about it, and we're not completely invisible. Yeah, it's well, not demonizing it. We either. addressed this a little bit with Robin Hood, where there is these sort of you know gay undertones that can, that are still hidden in these movies mm -hmm. by people in that community that were, you know, still trying to, I guess, normalize it, if you could say that. Like, the, the you know, there has always been uh, LGBT people in Hollywood, and they yeah. have always been, mm -hmm. you know, trying to make things better. And so, you know, there, I, I still feel like this is on that line of, like, most people, unless you really were in, uh, were invested in it, you wouldn't really understand. Like, I do think that line was vague enough to blow past the people that didn't care, you know? Yeah. And yeah. I, I don't think normal, most of the normies were freaked out by the time they, that line came. I think what's really interesting too, is also the deleted scene, uh, but, uh, which is, you guys can help me with which one. Oh, they, so they deleted this one 60-second scene um, that Jack was supposed to crawls occur into the on the train. Yeah, they it was, switch It was going to occur after the party scene, I assume, where uh, uh, Jack Lemon had switched bunks with someone. Uh, yeah, with Marilyn. Oh, with Marilyn yeah. Monroe. And uh, so uh, Tony Curtis's character... No, 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 no it would be yeah, Jack. Tony Curtis Tony Curtis switches with Marilyn, and then Jack Marilyn. Lemon crawls into bed. Yeah. Oh, Jack yeah. Lemon crawls into bed, and he's going to say... You know, so he, he crawls into bed unknowingly with Tony Curtis and says, I'm going to tell you my secret, and straddles her or him, and uh, there's a line of just like, I'm going to smack you in the face or something like that. Sure, yeah. And they cut it because it was too much, I guess. Well, he, it, it also, sounded like it was mainly just too no, much time in the train. No, he says he's a train. man. He starts to say he's a man, Yeah, he too. starts to say he's a man. Oh, yeah, he starts yeah. to say he's a man. But so everyone was kind of, in the interviews that we saw, everyone uh, besides the director was kind of bemoaning the loss of that scene. Um, and, you know, it's not really explained exactly why, but uh, the, he did mention that it was potentially too much time on the train. 
And, you know, like pacing in a film like that is kind of a delicate dance. So I can see that. And also a little bit too much of the um, pushing that issue that's too soon. That's what I think. That's what I think. Oh, also that. Yeah, I think that's that was a little bit of a cover for that reason. I think they was just, he didn't want to show any any homosexuality between his two leads. Ah, uh, yeah, fair. I think that was. Yeah. And even what's funny, what's funny is Jack Lemmon loved the scene. Mm-hmm. I think Tony Curtis did too. I forget if he said. Yeah. Oh, really? Tony I didn't Curtis get that was, impression that it was covering anything homosexual at all. Like, I did. I thought. I thought. Two, again, it was it was unsaid. In bed. It was unsaid. I just think that it seems to me a little bit strange that he like a shot studio that scene. sort of thing. Yeah, that, because yeah, the, yeah. yeah. It, and it's that a was funny response, scene too. Honestly. That of course was in response to their test, uh, their test screening yeah, yeah. that went horribly. They had an initial test screening in the film that went really, really badly, and then they cut that sixty-second scene and retested it to apparently better, much better success, yeah. much better success. And now it's regarded as one of the most beloved films of all time, of course. But, uh, yep, cool. Um, so I got a little bit of Verretta here. You got some Verretta. Uh, okay. So Tony Curtis in his memoirs, mem- memoir, 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 said that, uh, said that she was actually like they were lovers on this on um, set. Then they were both married to other people. Oh, uh, right on. At the time, was she with uh, uh, Joe DiMaggio? She, no, Arthur Miller. She, oh. No, yeah, Arthur that's, Miller. That's she, sad. She also apparently, I guess, got pregnant. Ooh. And he claims that it was his. Mm. Uh, I think made that uh, joke earlier. On the, yeah. Uh, it, well, I, I said that earlier. It mm. wasn't as a joke. Because oh. um, it's true. Uh, but um, she, of course, suffered a miscarriage. Never never had. I don't think she had any kids. Yes. Yeah, barbiturates are bad for yeah. pregnancies. Yeah. Probably didn't know she was pregnant. For yeah. Well, I mean, if you get into the, I think it was the Norma Jean and Marilyn movie or whatever. It was, mm-hmm. um, yeah. the, you know, did the, you say, when did she, well, she like 59 weeks? When she, Jesus. <laughs> there were a lot of allusions to the fact that, uh, you know, all of those miscarriages were sort of mislabeled as, you know, more proactive. <laughs> you didn't he get was, the joke. 59 uh, weeks. Yeah. Is, yeah, you get the joke. Is, 59 it's weeks. It's not that clever. It's not that clever. trying to get in the Clapton thing. Oh, uh, it's the 59th floor? Is that where you fell? Yeah, it's just, it's. Uh, I'm getting real lazy with it. <laughs> it's just a number at this point. Yeah, yeah. 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 Anybody who hasn't listened to previous episodes would not know. It because the movie was from 1959, so I thought you were maybe doing something there, but. No, no, no. Yeah, you could have you could have done that one. It was from '59. Like nope, you could have yeah. like, what year is this from? Yeah. I just like to leave the window open for comedy and wait for <laughs> things to happen. That seems the there case. you go. How's it going? That All right, good. let's move on to our reviews. Um, <laughs> yeah, Derek, how did you like this movie? Oh shoot, I was not prepared to go first. Here Hey-o! we go. Uh, I'm gonna go. You know what? I'm gonna go uh, nine out of twelve. Okay. I think it's I think it's really good. I think it establishes a uh, rom com, so to speak. It's a good example of it. I think it's got a lot of good lines in it, uh, and it was enjoyable. And Billy Wilder usually doesn't do much wrong yet that we've seen. So, all right, that's it, John. Um, I'm gonna go three and a half out of five. Was debating on that fourth or half star there, but now nah, three and a half. Um, it's a solid movie. 
Um, it's, you know, it's definitely comedic and, uh, I did laugh quite a bit. Um, it's, you know, well-made and enjoyable. There was a little bit of a lull in some things that just didn't either pan out or didn't quite make sense. Um, but very minor details other than that. Um, yeah, definitely had a good time watching it and, uh, would recommend I'm kind of in the same boat as you, Sean. I think it's That's a, a buy. <laughs> Smart and sexy. Dude, it feels a little compressed, though. We have to work on that yeah. sex. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, either way, I think this was a good movie. It was funny. It had some good acting. Story, good dialogue. I'm going to give it a... Let's give it an eight out of ten. I was close to seven and a half or eight. I like eight. It's, mm. It does its job. It makes you giggle as, and makes you laugh, but it's not like belly laughs, but it's charming, as Tim was uh, alluding to earlier. I think that's really key for these kind of movies. You have to kind of be smiling and going along with the characters and enjoying your time with the characters. And I did. I enjoyed my time with Jack Lemmon and even Marilyn Monroe I found very charming, even though I know she was a little bit, a little bit off in some of these lines. <laughs> but I thought, yeah, it's a good movie, fun ride, does its job. Definitely worth a watch. You don't have to see. It's not like a historically significant film. But it's definitely... Honestly, I'm going to disagree there. Um, Especially in the comedy genre, I think that so much stems from this and so much is uh, coming from this. Like we said, Tootsie, Mrs. Doubtfire. So many of those performances are directly from what we see here. Like, um, If if not films, actors were greatly inspired by what happened here. If you're you're a writer, watch this fucking movie. You know, take a master class in rom-com dialogue. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. I think you're right. I think the dialogue in because general always sets everything. It's not the apart. best dialogue I've ever heard, but it's it's some of the best rom-com dialogue that you're going to hear. Yeah. And yeah. that's a style of dialogue, you yeah. know? Yeah. All of these different genres that you might want to make are going to have different styles of how humans behave and how, you know, the environment's... Uh, all, you exactly. Know. And and if this is on the shelf and you got two rom-coms to pick from, either this one or The Awful Truth, you pick uh, the this awful one. Truth. Oh. What's The this, Awful Truth? This, this one. What about Easy A? Tim, I have a question for yeah. you. That's a t- little If you have to watch this decision. or Failure to Launch. Yeah. What day is it? <laughs> <laughs> it's Valentine's Day. And I'm alone. You're alone. Yeah, there's been no messages, anything. Straight up. Okay, but Valentine's Day and- Kathy Bates? And you're with your next girlfriend. Uh, The football man? Are you kidding? (laughs) Jesus Christ. Kathy Bates and the football man. I don't care. Like the football man. Yeah. Also, like, even if I've got a- If I've got a girlfriend, I hope to God that she's cultured enough to be able to appreciate failure to launch. Failure to launch or white chicks? Failure to launch. Okay. Harder oh. decision or easier? Easier. Okay. Yeah, oh, it's faster. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. All yeah. right. So let's go to another. Yeah, like if I'm trying decisions. to impress her, maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe <laughs> something like it hot. <laughs> you start by saying, "I'm going to put on the finest yeah. film ever That's made." Something like it hot and is then... vastly better. <laughs> I'll say that. You know, absolutely. All right. Before we get no to you, contest. Tim, we're going to get to you in a second. But let's quickly ask. I have a question. Why do women love Marilyn Monroe? What is it about her? What is it Women about her? Marilyn I don't know. Oh my God. I think what is it about really? her? I th- yes, they do. You know, I don't, mm. I don't know. And I don't want to guess. Um, Cause everyone wants to fuck a president. It's ubiquitous adoration. It's that everybody loves her. 
Mm-hmm. You know, and also Why? she's just an iconic beauty. She's the human Betty Boop. Yeah. You know, dying um, early helps. But yeah, so she croaked early, which made her a legend. Um, and also she was just the standard of beauty for the time. You well, know? I think she's that she's not super skinny. She's not the rail thin. No, she's not. The women that we were She was say, the Joey? first visceral sex curse. icon. The first, like, you know. Yeah, I don't of know the about film the first. Industry. Well, we have Rita Hayworth. Well, yeah, I don't think. I don't think like the those not quite the same. I think you're right. It's just because it's also evolving too. In the, like you know, late mm-hmm. 50s, early 60s, yeah. now we're starting to get more sexual. And right. Instead of being like the classic beauty, well, it's I want to fuck this. Yeah. Classic why beauty. Marilyn Monroe? But also why the Beatles? You know, right time, right place. That's more so anything I would think. Yeah. I mean, yeah. she was a model you that know? just got picked yeah, up by talent, the right people. Yeah, talent. Absolutely, talent for sure. But right time, right place. Yeah. I mean, there were probably thousands of women that were just yeah. as beautiful as Would've she been was. Somebody else. But... Would have been somebody else. Yeah. I think it's also that she's very comfortable with her sexuality. I think it's a big That's deal. another thing. She's yeah. kind of, yeah, she's a, a sex icon. She's like the precursor to Madonna, you know? I don't think anyone was comfortable with it as, as like she was. Yeah. I think most and, people And at the same time, the she wasn't comfortable and with she, it. Yeah, yeah, I really didn't get that at all from that radio interview. She seemed so shy. That's why I think she was a lot of conflict inside. And that's yeah, why she yeah. turned to drugs. Yeah, yeah I, always, I, I always think of her and Judy Garland uh, yeah. in, in a similar kind of vein of just like, man, that's really unfortunate what happened. You know, the, yeah. Yeah. that the world happened to them in that way. Right, yeah. You and know? Princess Di. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's true. All right, mm-hmm. Tim. Yeah. Let's hear your review. Uh, you know, I, I would, I, if I were to rate this, you know, because I, I, I do, you know, I'll That's rate what we do. things. That's what we do here yeah. on the podcast. Uh, yeah, we rate it, sometimes. If I were to rate this, I would rate this as a, uh, I would rate this as like a trans-American pie. In wow. That, yeah. Wow. Mm. No, because it's trans-American. I get it. It's like American pie. I get it. Mm. <laughs> you get it? No, it's... It, <laughs> But no, it's you know it's self indulgent. It's edgy for the t- uh, you know what man, whatever man. That was solid gold. That was solid gold. That was uh, supposed to be a trombone. It worked. Yeah. Self indulgent, edgy for the time. Parts didn't age well at all. Um, but overall, it was you know incredibly well done, and I had fun. And you recommend it to and aspiring I, writers. I recommend it to writers just because it's so witty. The dialogue and it, you know it. People stop. People idolize Sorkin for being like this master of dialogue. It's that's not necessarily masterful dialogue. It's just really smart dialogue. Mm. And it's all just like kind of pop, 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 pop in your face. This is just really witty dialogue and it's well done. Each character is very much themselves, but each line is hilarious. That's the huge difference between Sorkin and this stuff. It gives you something to, Think about well, yeah, the difference between Sorkin and what? It, well, Sorkin and anything like this is that Sorkin, like every character is Sorkin speaking. Yes. Whereas yeah. something like this, each character is distinct and definitively them own selves. Mm-hmm. Their think, selves. I think it's also a tribute themselves. to the fact that he's I got the a writer. He's Their got, own. He's got, <laughs> I think he's got a writing partner and that's a big deal. Where yeah, Sor- yeah. Sorkin mm-hmm. is always hearing his own voice in his head where this guy's constantly getting second opinions and doubts. Yeah. And, and I think that's a really common thing in screenwriting is to see more than one writer. You know, I think a lot of times it's probably not that great of an idea to write an entire script by yourself, mm-hmm. you know, because there's a lot of moving parts yeah, in there and you're going to lose. Does half. Yeah, that's it. No, it should be like one of those party games where you write a sentence and then you pass it to the left and That's someone else it. writes a sentence. That's the way you get something yeah. good. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yep. We're, yep, we're, we're just jet-setting to fame and fortune. You know, uh, 
our our slogan that we did for a while, I don't want to say it's our slogan, but the thing that several, several, several episodes, if you go back in time, several episodes ago, uh-huh. we had a thing that we were saying for a while there that would be perfect for the two guys in this movie. Sony what killed it? Michael Jackson? Nice tits. Show us your cock. Nice tits. Show us your cock. I was not. It's I back. forgot that completely. Wow. Oh. oh, man. That was satisfying. It's so satisfying. You teased it's that up. I was thinking the whole time. It's just like, Derek, this better be fucking good because there's a lot of preamble. Right, there's a lot of preamble. And you know what, it dude? And you know it. what? You delivered. <laughs> you delivered. Of course I did. You did. Well, I'm glad you I guys did. are happy. Yeah. yeah. At least 50% are happy. Let's end this stupid show, huh? Agreed. Uh, hold on, actually. Was there anything um, else? We didn't I really do. Jesus. Oh, yes. Jesus, we didn't talk about Jesus. No, no. You're never going to guess You're right never going to get it, right? Are we going to get sued by Wheeler? <laughs> <laughs> Possibly. Probably. Yeah. He doesn't have any money. No, True. that's why he'd True. sue us. Yeah. All right. No, I mean, like, he can't afford the representation. Uh, he would represent himself. Yeah. He'd I bet Wheeler's like well-versed in, like, bird <laughs> law. Bird law? <laughs> yeah. He would take us people's court. <laughs> I would accept your your honor, your honor. Let me play text before calling for you guys, so that clearly you can hear Yama May, (laughs) and at this timestamped text as the kids are calling a receipt, your honor. Wait, is he (laughs) Dennis Miller? Yes, maybe when he wears a suit. Yes, very good Dennis Miller impression. Yeah. Your Honor, I rest my case. Let's do some recommendations. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right, those. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, obviously, we have a certain podcast that Tim loves. Oh, man. Yes. Yeah, get that yes. out of the way. Yes. The it's Daily. called Text Before Calling? It's, uh, yeah, no, it's... Uh, <laughs> No, it's uh, it's the Jamie Jeffers British History Podcast. It's great. I'm still listening to it. I still haven't gotten to 1066. I still haven't gotten to the Norman <laughs> Conquest of England. It's crazy. I listen to like less and less of it. I keep replaying. I'm replaying uh, Far Cry 5 yeah. on the most insane difficulty. Recommend? Yes, absolutely. Uh, it You know, kind of like I... I have historically, I always play video games kind of as a tourist, you know, I don't, I don't turn the difficulty up mm-hmm. and I, I don't like to be challenged very much, but, uh, it's, this has really changed the way that I've played video games. You actually have to like think tactically and it's more of an exercise. So it's, uh, uh, you know, that I also have started exercising again, which I recommend. <laughs> I don't <Yeah. laughs> do cardio. It's good uh, for your brain. Derek, do you recommend exercise? Uh, exercise I'm on the fence about. I think, uh, sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's not, you know, like, uh, if somebody's chasing after you with a gun, you run away. But That's don't exercise. exercise. It's good exercise. Mm. Yeah. It's good exercise. <laughs> Seems to be more life-threatening situation, but. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, actually, up. yeah, if they've got a gun, if they wanted to like really hurt you, they could. Without you running away, you know? So it's, it, it is essentially an you're exercise. You're saying you want me to get a gun, come to your house, and Probably force you to run in, laps. Make me run laps While I run behind the, you with a gun. Yes. This is an exercise in futility. This is, mm. yeah. I, I think it would work. <laughs> I think this is, this, is, this is the future of exercise in America. Derek, have you seen any movies that you recommend or TV shows? Yes. What do you like? I've been, uh, I've been watching The Mandalorian. Mm. 
I uh, I think it's pretty good. Oh, um, if you're if you're depressed at all, <laughs> uh, moder or follow my Instagram at uh, Timothy Snow. Uh, I post sad art. Yeah, you can't just step on Derek's telephone art. Yeah, you step yeah, yeah. right on top. Honestly, dude, like you were right doing a Mandalorian, Mandalorian thing. I, I vaguely remember, <laughs> but like I I wasn't really paying attention. <laughs> totally fine. <laughs> totally Mandalorian fine. was pretty much that's sorry. It. Yeah. yeah, I was pretty much. Yeah, I mean, I you know, Baby just, Yoda. Well, yeah. like, di- does Disney need more fucking PR? They need more cute toys to sell. Yeah, they gotta they gotta start. I do love that idea. I love the idea of the Baby Yoda. I yeah, and I apologize great. for interrupting you. Now I feel it's bad. Genius. I feel bad. It's genius. Like I said, it's it's. Uh, I'll send you a text later. It's fine. Apologize. It's fine. Make sure you it's do fine. before you call. Be nice um, to oh. Other than that, I Podcast think. Podcast uh, Studios. I don't know. Patreon. I, I think that's five months. Yeah, Patreon. Sean, what do you recommend? Um, I'm gonna go ahead and recommend you check out Honey Boy. Uh, that's pretty decent. Oh. Shia LaBeouf. Uh, I was yeah. I'm excited to see that. Yeah, that was. Um, uh, unfortunately, like the whole thing is pretty much in the trailer, so that's a downside. But like, what's it is the a, surprise? There really isn't much. Yeah. You know? Did he yeah. write and direct? Yeah, yeah. It's what, it, no, it he didn't seems, direct. He just wrote it. Oh, he wrote. Right, yeah. He wrote and starred. Yeah, and it seems like it might be fairly autobiographical. I, I haven't looked is. that up. But yeah. yeah. Dad, so the char- yeah the character he plays is based directly on his dad, and the character that his son plays is in him. the film is directly him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It seemed very much like that. Yeah. Uh, Tim, would you ever play your father in a film? Um, I like the idea of it just because, like, there's something to be found in that performance. Because right. he's so close to the material yeah. that you wouldn't find anywhere else. And then that that gives a complete extra weight to the story. Yeah. And so, like, I don't know, you know, like it really depends. Maybe maybe someday, like it. when my dad takes a dirt nap or something, because there's would, some mm. there's some stories, you know, that I don't <laughs> I don't want him to have to deal with. I'd play so in my life story. He's uh, a great guy. <laughs> I <laughs> Love I, you, Dad. Love you, Dad. Some more jerky. I would play. Uh, I I would not play myself. I would have other actors play me. Mm-hmm. I would play my dad, though. Uh, I would not. I would also not play my dad. I would play Smart all man. the inanimate objects in the scene. Wow. So I would be the table. This is the I most Derek the answer chair. I've yeah. ever yeah. heard in my life. Passive aggressive bullshit. Yeah. No, it's not passive aggressive. <laughs> I would be the. I would be. I would be the. The couch that that the three actors sit on. Oh, you have to sit. You have to be there yeah. the whole time while they sit on you. Don't wiggle too much of the couch. I mean, it's yeah. just a scene, so it's not going to be that long. How are you going to play the the couch and like the lamp and the ceiling fan? That's easy. Uh, during the entire time that I'm an item, I I will I will yell what I am. What's- <laughs> I love that idea. Lamp! <laughs> Ceiling fan! Lamp! Refrigerator! Yeah. <laughs> Oven! It'll be like Eddie Murphy in the clumps, except for Coffee the, table! You know, that's a great Coffee idea. table! Yeah. Car! <laughs> Car! Yeah, these are great. Yep. I think you should do it. Yeah. Maybe a short film. You don't have to make yeah. it all feature, but you should do it. Yeah. Yeah, I think I will. All right. Uh, I'm also going to yeah. recommend The Mandalorian. I like The Mandalorian. Characters. It's decent. Yeah. Pretty good. It's yeah, yeah. Disney bad. Plus. I'm gonna throw out uh, a beautiful I'm day in the neighborhood s- as gonna, well. You know, oh, you saw it. Yeah. Um. It's weird. 
and it's very much misrepresented in the previews, um, but it's definitely worth checking out. What is? Uh, a Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. Um, uh, way uh, less day. Mr. Rogers than anything would lead you to believe, but still good. So what's the heart of the film then? It, basically, the idea, it, the, the movie is about a guy, uh, the guy who wrote the Esquire article about Mr. Rogers. So it's a movie about a guy that meets Mr. Rogers. So, it's not a biopic. Okay. It's did not you a movie see, about Mr. Rogers. Did you see the movie with Jason Siegel and Jesse Eisenberg, The End of the, the Tour? tour. No. It's a, okay, so it's a movie about David Foster Wallace, but it's not about David Foster Wallace. Mm. It's about an, a journalist that interviews David Foster yeah, Wallace. Same shit. Yeah, okay. All right. Was that good? Uh, I liked it, yeah. Yeah. I thought it was fun to see Jason Siegel uh, try to tackle something a little more dramatic and also like something that was more specifically character work. Um, I don't think he did an awesome job with it, but I, I was, you know, I thought it was cool to see. Yeah. Uh, all right. I guess that about does it. Um, Make sure yeah. to listen to other ooh, podcasts. Ooh, ooh. I'm going to recommend, uh, uh, I would like to recommend, uh, like an antitrust lawsuit on Disney. Because mm. like, this, this, this it's too yeah. much. Sean's it's on too board. much. They're, they're controlling everything. And it's too much. Over all. Yeah. Just you stream know, Disney like, Plus. Like, sure. I'm, I bet the Mandalorian's great, but I'm not going to watch it. Okay. You're only hurting yourself. I am. Yeah. I'm in yeah. pain. I, I love that little Baby Yoda picture. Uh, he looks Baby great. Yoda is unbelievable. Baby Yoda is incredible. It's, it's he looks insane. wonderful. Yeah, he incredible. may be the cutest wonderful. character you know what, in history. You know what? Like, at some point uh, around like the turn of the century, it seems they figured out with CGI, just take the whites of the eyes out and it's the cutest goddamn thing in the world. Mm. There's a, a scientist who scientists. There's a, I think I think he's a scientist. A socio, it's mostly a puppet. Sociologist who talks about how there's certain features that make us think certain things are cute. Yeah, and Baby Yoda has big all eyes of them. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, I don't know. I was thinking that when I saw the picture because like you look at the old Yoda puppet and he's got like these blue eyes that are kind of like piercing. I noticed that too. And yeah. it's almost off-putting. And then you look at Baby Yoda and it's like, you know, my first question was just like, well, how the fuck is he going to age into a regular Yoda with eyes like that? Because I'm a fanboy. Mm. But, uh, you know. But it's not actually Baby Yoda. Yeah. Really? No, it's yeah. not. A no, 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 no. He is a baby a Yoda. It is a Yoda. Yoda is not a species, though. You're not Yoda born with fucking deer eyes and then grow up into people eyes, okay? How do you know that? How do you know how their species ages? Yeah, man. Maybe they have cataracts That's, on top of the fucking horse, man. You know what they say about people that assume? He's 50. He's 50. 50, 50 year old. This is still going. I can't believe wow. it. Wow. When are we going to end if this, If you're still Sean? listening, you should try to listen to our other podcast. Yeah. That might be slightly more yeah. interesting. Yeah. The other, yeah. the other podcast, honestly, but though, like, really, why are you here? You're here for yeah. us. You're here yeah. because we're just fun guys. Yeah, and we're fun I mean, to listen to. Sure. And we're also doing, you know, fun movies. Yeah. That are interesting and have social commentary that uh, we're not necessarily worthy of having opinions on. Cheers! Wow. Great, great selling of our podcast. Be sure to check out all the shows well, on the we podcast. Anyways, we've got literally, literally text people are calling, politinkering, going down on South Park, wild, wild Westworld in the show that you're listening to now. Celluloid Breakdown. Uh, yeah, check out the website at forecast.com. You get my stuff at forecast.com slash shop. Get a mug, get a shirt, get a skirt, get whatever you want with our fucking logo on buy it. A it all helps buy a something. Buy God. a fucking mug. Yeah. Why are I we mean, doing this if you're not hex? buying a mug?
It's also very important, you guys, please subscribe and rate and review yeah. the podcast. Oh, yeah, ratings. We really yeah. want five stars. Hopefully, we'll get it from you. If yeah. we don't, five, five you can stars. email me or Twitter me. Yeah. I will come to your house and get those five Tweet. stars. If you don't buy a mug, we're going to start deleting episodes. We're not yeah. going to do that. No. <laughs> <laughs> the internet is forever. It's true. I think about that well, a lot you just want because to that I say so much stupid shit on this fucking show. Make sure to listen to that CBC. Where, with De What is it? Derek has a... Derek Dreams of Micropenis. Yeah, yeah. It's, that's it the is, it's the flagship episode of TBC, to be perfectly lately. honest with you. Derek lately. Dreams of... Uh, lately. lately, of course. Lately. Yeah, it's no it's no Malort episode. It's close. no Malort yeah. episode. It's the episode the where we talked about the Malort episode. Yeah. yeah. We're talking about Malort on this episode. Yeah. You think KFC is still open? Maybe. Too deep Probably. of a reference? No, not no. too deep of a reference. Yeah. I bet Jack in the Box is still open. Yeah, too you, deep could, of a you could get yeah. fried chicken. You know what? Also, I I want to recommend Jack in the Box.